And Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience, is that what Led it's called? Led Zeppelin evening. Evening. Not experience. They, Jimmy Page took that name from him. <laughs> he should have called it In the Evening. Oh, yeah. In the Evening with Jason Bonham. But Damn, then everybody would have thought they were going to play all in through the outdoor, mm-hmm. which was the a lot of people think the crappiest Led Zeppelin album because Robert Plant and John Paul Jones had to do everything because Jimmy Page was so strung out and John <laughs> uh, and John Bonham was just boozing. I'll say, do you ever hear any stories about John Bonham? You know, they just put a statue up of John Bonham mm-hmm. in his hometown, which I said they should have had it vomiting constantly, <laughs> like a fountain. Just <laughs> kids running le- under it, <laughs> exactly. playing in it when it's hot out. Just a lesson to you kids. <laughs> This is what could happen. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's four minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Center 11. It's 60 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Wildfires continue to rage in Oregon and California. The substation fire in northern Oregon has burned about 45,000 acres and killed one person. Authorities believe that victim was using a tractor to try to build a fire line and was overtaken by the flames. In California, the Ferguson fire is burning out of control near Yosemite National Park. That fire has burned over 17,000 acres and is only 5% contained. Do you have have a recurring nightmare. New research reveals these nightmares are leftovers from unresolved issues. According to study author Netta Weinstein of the University of Cardiff, people who have consistent bad dreams about falling, about being attacked or failing at something are likely frustrated by what's going on in their life. I thought you had the falling uh, dream that was like a, a leftover evolutionary scary dream. Mm, so that know. you wouldn't fall out of a tree. <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard that before. No? I have the anxiety dreams. Which is? Flying, tooth fell out. I have a test I didn't study for, uh, or a test, like a final exam for a class that I never went to. Well, that's failing at something, right? Yes. Then then you are frustrated by what's going on in your life. Well, I... I, uh, I I don't think there's any question about that. <laughs> oh, I yeah. used to be really I into. I used to really be into dream interpretation. Like I kept a dream journal. Oh God! If we could find Val's dream journal from the '80s, I'd love to see it. I probably still have them somewhere. How much of your dreams has to do with creatures and rodents and animals? Mm, I don't know. I don't rem- I, I don't remember a lot of them, but when I at, at times that I have gone back and read them, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that dream. I like to think of it as you, you remember that that sleep pod we were talking about for mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks there on Joe Rogan. There was a an author who had done numerous studies about sleep and dreams and all this different stuff, and he said uh, he he had this analogy that I really kind of liked. It was like sort of the reason you don't remember your dreams is it's all like they're 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 all these thoughts in your subconscious that are leaving your your mind so like everything that you see every piece of information that you're taking in all day is sort of the the script and then at night when you lay your head down and you close your eyes it's just that here it comes and what is it? it? Does it make sense? Not at all. Why is this thing over here and emptying the trash? Kinda? Yeah. 
I had a it's dream. It's my grandma's house, but that's not my grandma's house. I had a dream. A, <laughs> this is so funny. A couple of weeks ago about I was in a hotel room eating a tuna salad sandwich. This with, already sounds great. With Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> well. And a- I offered him some corn chips and he said, I have to be going. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the heavy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you scared him off with Fritos? Yeah, I think so. No, the tuna scared him off because he's a vegan. I know, but in my dream he wasn't. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I wish I had uh, mostly rememberable dreams like everybody, but like most of the times when I have one that's impactful and I wake up the next morning and I like, I'll, I'll tell somebody about it, it's really not that exciting. You know, it's not like, oh... And, then I was following, but it's like, I was staying in this hotel and they had lovely brunch. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly ever remember dreams anymore. I think we're all doomed because of our sleep patterns. But, yeah. I, you know, the more I read about everybody else's sleep patterns, I think ours are only about 40 minutes, 45 minutes off. Yours, yours is way worse than mine. You get up yeah. way earlier than I do. Well, yeah, and I sleep. I don't sleep through the night. The other night I had a dream, like two nights ago, I had a dream that I ran into Ryan Gosling and he like acted like we were old friends. So I called <laughs> Anthony from here at the station. I'm like, hey, was Ryan Gosling an intern for us once? I'm pretty sure he was, wasn't he? Mm, let me check. Back in 88. <laughs> yeah, I think he might have been. Mm, yeah. <laughs> was there a time when achieving a Guinness World Record was a big deal? Like it was not stupid stuff or was it always stupid stuff uh, no uh, I, I think don't... at the beginning it was probably all the good records and then if you mm. want to be in it now you got to see how many i don't know like this guy blow pops you can fit into your mouth um, i have no idea a new york man uh has set a new guinness world record for slicing watermelons on his stomach yeah by himself yeah like nobody else sliced it for him i guess not he got the record. I mean, uh, that, Sharita, that's not a record. Like, I've never heard of anyone doing that. Right. Ashrita Furman <laughs> sliced 26 watermelons in 60 seconds on Tuesday, uh, but that's not his biggest accomplishment. The 63-year-old is a champion of oddball athletics and has set new Guinness records 750 times over the last 35 years. Actually, you know what Guinness should do? They should have, like, a weird, like, oddball Olympics where people compete because if if anybody's setting a record i'm assuming there's another guy who cuts watermelons on his stomach now well, see it them shouldn't go be, head to head there shouldn't be a record for something nobody does right it's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> nobody well, cuts watermelons on their stomach i would be interested in this if they combine guinness world records like if the guy with the longest fingernails was the one that cut the watermelons <laughs> i would be into it like what's the other the weird museum ripley's yes like that should be in ripley's no because Rip- believe it or not yeah i guess i don't know jack so, white wanted to be in the guinness book of world records for the world's shortest concert mm. he held a concert one time we played a c-sharp note there's a drum, uh, a kick drum, and a cymbal hit at the same time. It was like one, two, three, four. <clears throat> that was the whole concert. And he wanted to get in the Guinness Book of World Records for it, and they wouldn't allow it because they said, that's not a thing. But the guy who slices watermelons now on his a, stomach, that's a, thing. that's a thing. This guy has set other records for jumping jacks, pogo stick hopping, chicken plucking, 
and running a mile with a milk bottle on his head. <laughs> it's just like they're just making stuff up. Let's see. I want to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for the Oops, most sorry. amount of people yodeling at the same time. <laughs> it's like, it probably on. is a record already. Uh, and just when you think here's every- the uh, Here's the Jack White concert. show took off his guitar him and meg white it was a white stripe show they Great bowed show. to the audience it was in newfoundland and uh was it 2011 something like that 2007 perfect length of a concert for me <laughs> well just when you think everyone is awful you hear a story like this some chicago first graders getting much needed help after passengers on a flight overheard their teacher talking about them kimberly bermudas was on a flight to florida recently when a passenger asked what she does for a living she told the passenger about her low-income students at a chicago charter school she said the school eases their burdens by providing free breakfast lunch and after school programs bermudas said the man sitting behind her overheard and gave her 500 bucks to help the kids other passengers also overheard and tossed some money at her as well the school says they received another fifteen hundred dollars in donations after bermudas shared her story about the passengers on facebook there are uh local charities that that allow you to help out with low-income school situations Mm -hmm. here you just in the pittsburgh area and a lot of times you know usually in august they do like backpack fundraisers a lot of a lot of places do so uh and then a story like this makes you once again think everyone is awful charges being filed in west virginia against a man who police say pooped on himself right in front of them he pooped pooped himself. Deputies say Dwayne Rhodes of Tunnelton told them he was freezing while walking around along route 26 in preston county west virginia without any shoes and covered in a blanket but the temperature was in the 70s Rhodes allegedly pooped on himself when they asked him his name. They do believe he was under the influence of drugs and say he also violently resisted arrest. What if that was his name? What's your name? (laughs) Johnson. Springsteen on Broadway is coming to Netflix. Bruce Springsteen's acclaimed one-man show, which has played live in New York City since October, will stream December 15th. It's the last scheduled performance. The entire two-hour show performed by the New Jersey native will be streamed. That show will have run for 235 performances, and it also earned a special Tony Award in June. Foo Fighters guitarist Chris Shiflett is set to sell 20 of his guitars at auction on Reverb. In a recent interview, Shiflett said that he's collected an excess of guitars over the years, adding that he has way more than he could really play and more than he ever does play. He plans to take those 20 guitars and turn them into two. The auction on the online music gear marketplace gets underway today. Foo Fighters play PPG Paints Arena tonight. Sunny low 80s for the high today at 60 at DBE. Oh, uh, yeah. I grew up in a like a hamster and guinea pig breeding area. <laughs> they used to sell them and manufacture them. Well, not manufacture them, but <laughs> they used to breed them by us. The, so you come from the land where they breed those things. Sorry. So like uh, yeah. so, some places they breed horses and they breed guinea pigs and hamsters where you're from. Yeah, everybody thinks that like hamsters just like 
grew, like, you know, magically make it to the way to hand, of hands of children everywhere. You know? <laughs> yeah, nobody thinks about their origin story. Yeah, no, so, they're bread, dude. They're yeah. out there making love at night. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're putting in work, dude. Yeah, because it's not like they're out in the wild. It's not like, oh, there's a wild hamster uh, yeah. den. It's not like there's some guy who's, like, late for work, and he's like, God, oh, I got, you know, 2,000 hamsters. <laughs> You know, crossing, crossing over here the by right. the dormant diner. Right. You know, yeah, by the doorstop. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Somebody has to make the hamsters. Yeah, they do. So was it was, was the guy that was caught with the thirty pounds of hamster bones? Was he the worst breeder of all time? I mean, he was obviously caught up in the dark arts. <laughs> <laughs> You know, or is that just like you know to make an omelet? You got to break some eggs. Like I mean, look, I mean, look, <laughs> that dude. I mean, if somebody gets a hold of him, him in the public, he'll be the next UEP long. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like he's more like the hamster Joseph Mengele. Like I mean, he was doing some sort of boys from Brazil stuff with hamsters, trying to crossbreed the perfect uh, hamster. He could have been, uh, uh, been hybrid. He could have been, man. And I'm not, you know, I, I grew up hamster in the game. You know, I used to sell hamsters. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a game. it's not a game. There's, there's no hamster game. Hold up. He I just mean, got paged. In a yeah. gotta sell these. <laughs> got to sell these hamsters. Dude, we used to sell hamsters, man. I used to sell hamsters and G-pigs, guinea pigs growing up. G-pigs? Yeah, they call them G-pigs, but they're just guinea pigs. You know, now, that's what's not, the, what's the that margin? Doesn't mean, that doesn't mean they're Italian. That they're actually an animal. They're, you know, no guinea, offense. Yeah. Where does guinea come from? Is that uh, like a French or a Haitian thing from Louisiana? Or mm, well, Peru, a lot of guinea pigs, a lot of the small ground games from uh, Peru. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you this. Today's hamsters that we get, a lot of them are actually from Russia. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. The Russians are even infiltrating our hamster yeah, I mean, personally, I Production. think that's the only thing that they're infiltrating, except the 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 media. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, we got we got a lot of hamsters from Russia now. Guinea pigs, still beautiful animals. If you got you a lunch break in a local pet shop, <laughs> get in there. They'll let you eat sandwiches right by the cage. You get in there. Oh no kidding! <laughs> oh, guinea pigs. Clydesdale's a small ground game, man. <laughs> I think. Dude, I'll, you show me six guinea pigs pulling a Budweiser truck right now, I'll go straight to heaven, dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave my shoes right here at WDBE. I'll go straight to heaven, dude. Comedian Theo Vaughn on the show there talking about hamsters and G-pigs. That hamster life. Straight to heaven. Theo I rocks grew him. up in the hamster game. It's like, again, that's not a thing. He I don't. He's sporting a mullet full time now. He's gone full bore on the mullet. Oh yeah. Theo looks like the guy in your high school that was pretty good at soccer, but like <laughs> partying too much sure. to actually go to like Juniata on a scholarship for soccer or something. Or like bring a dirt bike to school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Theo, if you applied yourself, I could get you a grant to Cutstown. <laughs> to play soccer uh, on the way for you. Mike Pursuta usually does sports. Not today. He's off this week preparing for Steelers training camp. I'll give you a sports report. But you, you could experience what it's like to be Mike Pursuta with our Be Like Mike con. Looking for uncommon talent. Oh, my. D Air conditioning problems. Sports. Yeah, it's just all over the place. We are just throwing it all out there for you. Yeah. Pumping on all cylinders. You want to play that Southside Plumbing uh, sponsor there? Oh, my. Air conditioning problems. Contact Southside Plumbing and Heating oh at my. Southside PL.
WMB.com. All right, now I feel better. The DVE Morning Show Sports this morning. Uh, Mike Pursuta out. I'm Tim Benz. The Baltimore <laughs> Orioles have traded star uh, shortstop Manny Machado to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Daughters in a five-player trade. The Orioles received five LA prospects in return, and uh, Diaz uh, is among them. Outfielder Yosniel Diaz. Yes, yeah, yes. Ron and Bannon, Dean Kramer, Zach Pop which is delicious, and Brevik Valera. Machado was one of three players in the major leagues with 100 home runs and uh, 100 doubles across the 2015-2017 seasons. Uh, speaking of Dozier, he could be the next big name to be on the move. The twin star second baseman has been linked to trade rumors uh, with the Milwaukee, Bre- Milwaukee Brewers. Dozier was one person I wasn't speaking of because I didn't mention his name, and I screwed up that entire report, and I apologize. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. Nobody holds it I'm like, oh, I'll skip that part, and then the next line is, speaking of the guy you didn't say. <laughs> How about the Orioles? They fell off a cliff, huh? They were good for like a year. And then Machado, that would be the equivalent of us getting rid of Kutch when he was an all-star. Like right at the peak. Like this kid is young. You're three. He's a stud. Danica Patrick hosted the 26th annual ESPY Awards last night in Los Angeles. Among the winners, best college athlete, Baker Mayfield. Heisman Trophy winner. He was selected number one overall in the NFL draft. As we know, best female athlete, Olympic gold medal winning snowboarder, Chloe Kim. She was a just a... Just a real bright light, wasn't a she? Delightful young delightful. lady. Best male athlete, ugh, Alex Ovechkin. Ugh. He won the Consumith Trophy as playoff MVP. The Washington Capitals won their first Stanley Cup. He wasn't there, was he? He's still hammered somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> Best team, Houston Astros. They beat the Los Angeles Dodgers in seven games to win the World Series for the first time. Best game, the U.S. Women's National Hockey Team shootout victory over Canada in the gold medal game. Of the Pyeongchang Olympics. Best NFL player? Tom Brady. <laughs> Best MLB player? Mike Trout. Who's like the quietest superstar that ever existed. And he's a monster. It's insane. Arthur Ashe Award for Courage. The sister survivors who spoke out against the sexual abuses of former USA Gymnastics and Michigan State Dr. Larry Nasser. Yeah, didn't one family have three daughters who were... Abused by him? Oh, man. Crazy. Gil Brandt's uh, 32 greatest safeties of all time are on NFL.com right now. And former Steeler Troy Polamalu came in at number 13. What was that list? Gil Brandt, NFL uh, insider, as they like to say. He on uh, NFL.com listed his 32 greatest safeties of all Mm -hmm. time. Troy Polamalu comes in at 13. Ed Reed ranks number four. Ed Reed was damn good. Carnell Lake, number 30. Donnie Shell was number 14. Donnie Shell was badass. Hell yeah. Who came in at number one? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Emlyn Tunnel, New York Giants, from 1948 to 1958. He played for the Packers from 59 to 61. He was a two-time NFL champion, voted to uh, nine Pro Bowls, first-team All-Pro four different times, had 79 career interceptions. I was just going to guess that right before you said his name. Emlyn Tunnel. There's an accident outside the Emlyn Tunnel this morning. And uh, that's your sports. Jim Kelly last night receiving the Jimmy V Award and his speech was uh, amazing. Yeah, pretty pretty incredible. 
Gene Collier with a nice column about him this morning in your Post-Gazette. That's your sports this morning. Billy Joel. Oh, DVE loves Billy Joel. And who doesn't? We love him more than Long Island, I think. DVE. What's the... Yeah, Billy Joel. I mean, I'm trying to think of another rock star who kept at it, who looks as different as Billy Joel does from when he was in his prime. Van Morrison, maybe? Van Morrison's a pretty big fella. <laughs> I haven't seen a picture of him a in a while. Pretty big fella. I got to look him up now. Yeah, see, right? Can't really, because all the, uh, it's usually a criteria for staying with it. You're not allowed to get fat. Vince Neil. I maybe. mean, for a while there was fat yeah, Axel. He kind of still looks the same. Oh, my God. Who, <laughs> Billy Joel? No, Van Morrison. Yeah, Van Morrison's a big fella. He married Miss Ireland and ate Northern Ireland. <laughs> He's a big fella. He's going to be here, of course, as part of that Outlaw Music Fest uh, with Willie Nelson in September. What's the date on that? I will look that up for you. I think I screwed up. <laughs> Is it September 7th? I think I double booked myself that night. I think it's September 7th. It's September 7th. Please tell me it's September 7th. Yes. All right, good. Did you double book yourself that night? No, but I'm playing the uh, Johnny Cash Day show at the Elks on the 8th. Oh, cool. Where it's Johnny Cash all day. Yeah. Oh, that's On the north side. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be closing it out. I put together a band, and I'm very excited about it. That'll be cool. I think that that usually sells out pretty quick, but if you're uh, accustomed to going to the Elks for Johnny Cash Day, get your tickets now. What's uh, what's your band name? Cash Me Outside? Uh, oh, dude, there you go. That is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that. Are you really? Yes. Uh, How Billy, about that? Billy Joel played his 100th show at Madison Square Garden last night, mm-hmm. and that has become a real pilgrimage for people. Going yeah. to see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden is boy, like... Boy, he a, figured it out, huh? Boy, was that smart. So smart. You know, lots of tourists come to New York. Yeah. Why don't I just make it a thing? Oh, great idea. Can you imagine being a kid in New York and just thinking, like, one day I want to play there. I want to play Madison Square Garden. And then having the reality be, I'm going to play there a hundred times and have a residency at the most legendary music venue in the world. His catalog is so big that he could just, he could do this for years. Oh, yeah. He could just do a, um, like, the, what was the 50s? Uptown Girl. He could just uh, do the whole Uptown Girl show. That's the worst. Come on, dude. I hate that era of Billy Joel music. What are you talking about? Uptown Girl, tell her about it. For the longest time. Oh, Val, why do you hate things that are good? Yeah, that maybe just because I heard it a bazillion (laughs) times at the station that I worked at then. (laughs) Not ready for a 50s doo-wop reboot? Come on. Worst. Ah, dude, it's great. You love it. I hate it. Let's listen. I love Billy Joel, but just though that era, those few years, I don't like that music. You didn't go to Greta Van Fleet last night. I did. Oh, Val's review coming up. It is the DVE Morning Show, and I went to the Joe Jackson concert last night. It was great. I'll tell you more about it later. You went and saw Greta Van Fleet. Give me a quick review. Eh, Oh, there you go. Uh That was good. That's it. Uh oh. I mean, it was good. There it is. A crack in the Uh, armor. How were they? Eh. 
So they're not perfect. You know, I think people are looking at them like they're the saviors of rock and roll. They are the Michael Avenatti of rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) They'll save us. No, they won't. I mean, they were. It was fun. The musically, I thought they were great. They're little rock stars, and when I say they're little, little, they're, they're like short. nineteen. No, they're not short. Oh. They're nineteen and twenty-one year olds. Oh my god! If you were gonna say they were all little people, <laughs> I was like, I, how did they not publicize that more? By the way, do you know many kisses playing at Jurgles in September? We have to go. I'm mad at them. Why? Because they're too expensive. Because we <laughs> wanted to get jerkles. them for our DVE uh, Halloween party. And they were exorbitant. You know, they don't play their instruments. They just lip sync. Do they? What? That's all right. Are you revealing their magic trick or or is that known? No, it's well known. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Are all of their instruments like smaller? You know what I mean? Like they don't come out in a full, like do they come out with a a mandolin or like? (laughs) No, they're to scale to Val's point. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at them. It's still a fun show. Mini Kiss is a fun show. It's just, I've been trying to get them for 15 years. Well, they should be a lot cheaper since they're not actually performing. How old is Mini Kiss right now? No idea. You got to save money on the pyrotechnics. Like, all you need is a couple sparklers at the side of the stage. <laughs> Some pop it. <laughs> Those whip it things. Uh, two snaps. Roman candles, and it looks huge. <laughs> but, but it was a sold out crowd, right? Nine minutes that show sold out. Nine. Wow. Uh, How long was the show, Val? Because they don't have a lot of songs. I left. I stayed 45 minutes. The crowd had to be super psyched for them. Oh, yeah. The crowd loved them. I saw a lot of Led Zeppelin (laughs) t-shirts. But yeah, see, like, here's here's how I felt about the show. This kid has a super high voice. Mm -hmm. When he just straight out sings... It sounds good, but he does this weird screaming thing that is super annoying. Is it screaming? By the way, they started the show with this. Good move. Very smart of them to do that, by the way. (laughs) It's a good song. I think it's very cool. I I do like it. It was fun. Here they are. Greta Van Fleet. Is that the annoying thing? No, it like he does it like a... <laughs> Please isolate that joke. Oh, oh God. man! And I don't know. I, I don't know how this kid's gonna. His voice is gonna hold up. Oh, you think he's beating it up? The way that the way he sings live. I always wondered that about Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon, well, who passed away. We didn't away. have to worry about that, I guess. I know, but that, it's sad. <laughs> Shannon Hoon was a he was killer. He was really good. There's a live DVD of Blind Melon right before he died where he'd cut his hair and he was like he was kind of like a built dude and he looked healthy even though he was anything but and he sang his ass off and I just every time I watch that I always think like that's a guy we don't talk about too much who we might have lost uh, who, who would have been pretty prolific and great but well, this how, show was fun everybody had a kid's 10 years younger than than Shannon Hoon was so his voice he's already doing the stuff Like, when he sings like this, it's great. But like I said, he does this weird screaming thing that... How is it again? Ah! Uh, What was the median age of concert goer? 40. Really? Yeah, I was surprised. I expected it to be a younger crowd. I don't know why. 
but it was definitely an older dudes, crowd. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of guys. Yeah. You know what's hilarious is you listen to that like rocking tune um, from Greta Van Fleet there, and that's the concert that Val was at last night, and I was at this one. Don't you feel like <laughs> But it was so good. It was so good. Why do I picture Ron Burgundy walking on tabletops (laughs) with a turtleneck singing this? Joe Jackson was great, man. It was such a good concert. (laughs) I had a blast. Average age of the concert goer there last night was... 6.55? Yeah. It It was old. But they were the best crowd I've been a part of in Pittsburgh in recent memory. Really? I'm not even kidding. I thought, oh, this crowd's going to suck. And they went, because they looked, there's like a bunch of like older people who typically like to sit in their chair and like, his fans are just rabid. It was such a fun show. So everybody was at the, like, it looks cool. Screaming at the top of their lungs after every song, got them to come back and do an encore, stood on their feet to bring them out, pounding on the chairs and stuff. I mean, everybody was way into this show last night. It was a lot of fun. I mean, what about I Axel, what about Axl Rose or somebody like that? Like, how does he still sing? Yeah, that's good. Point. Brian Johnson. Well, he preserved his voice for twenty years <laughs> by not performing. Yeah, yeah, he didn't do anything. He's well, just Brian Johnson, it with pudding every day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What a pudding Some regimen. people, I guess, have the ability to hold it out, but man, that kid was hitting it hard last night with his voice. I'm sure it'll be fun. He's I had a fun time. I mean, I don't want to come across like they suck, but... No, but everybody's like, they're the next thing. Yeah. I'm surprised Madden loves them as much as he does. He's fanboy over them. It's crazy. I saw him tweeting out last night. He loved the show. Yeah. He could have been at uh, the Joe Jackson show instead last night. This is where I was. Yeah, dude. With everybody clapping along. Boom, boom. The only thing I'll say is the seats at the Carnegie Music Hall in Homestead suck. They are like, every other one's like broken. <laughs> well, keep going to shows there. Maybe they'll be able to fix them up. Every every time I've been there. And, that, and it's in the several dozen, the performer comments on how much they hate it there. They're like, really? all the people here are great. <laughs> we love all the people who work here. We hate this venue. That's where you have to go through the library to get to the bar, right? It's awesome. Yeah, you go yeah. through the library. Last night, all these people were like drinking and, and reading books. <laughs> well, was, you yeah, and your prostate. Mm. <laughs> I saw Sebastian Maniscalco there. Me and my brother. And oh, it was yeah. hilarious. It's a yeah. good comedy venue, I actually think. Yeah, I mean, he came out and was like, are we okay in here? <laughs> He's like, I'm coming over in the car. We're driving. I'm going, where are you taking me? What is this? Is this a gymnasium? <laughs> uh, Louis Anderson is there this weekend. I've seen Jim Norton there and like reduced the place to tears. Like people just laughing uncontrollably. Did Chappelle do shows there or was that in Oakland? No, it was there. He, it was there, right? Yeah. I see that's like a Chappelle venue. Yeah. yeah. We're in a library. Perfect. Great. Let's do right. a show. Val's got news next. Uh the middle child may be a thing of the past. Maybe extinct. 
I'm going extinct. Oh, man. There you go. Me too. You're not a middle child, are you? Yeah, I am. I thought Sam was older than you. Yeah, he is. <laughs> that I thought Kara was the oldest. Nope. She's oh. the baby. Uh, I had it backwards in there. Baby and the only girl. Huh? She's the baby and the only girl. That's right. Just like me. All right, Steen and me and Saverin. I don't know where he falls in the hierarchy of his siblings. The birth order? The birth order. Just a bunch of stands. Oh, my gosh. That's like... Like multiplicity? <laughs> like Russian nesting dolls? One stand after another? If they replaced Chewbacca with Stan in Star Wars, I think it would still be really, really good. <laughs> and you'd be like, I like that Stan character. <laughs> There'd be Stan dolls. <laughs> I just think people would be way into Stan if he was... What if Stan was Han Solo? Han Stan? Stan Zolo. He kind of looks like him. He has the same... Yeah, he does. Same hair? Han Saverin. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stan Solo. For 11. It's 61 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Xfinity from Comcast. Harvey Weinstein has asked a judge to dismiss a lawsuit Ashley Judd brought against him. The actress sued him in April, complaining that he had her blacklisted in Hollywood after she rebuffed his sexual advances. According to Variety, Weinstein's attorneys argue in the motion to dismiss because his alleged conduct did not amount to sexual harassment and that Judd's allegations are barred by the statute of limitations. Ashley said she learned of her blacklisting in December when director Peter Jackson claimed that Weinstein had engaged in a smooth campaign against her and Mira Sorvino to keep them out of the Lord of the Rings movie. Weinstein allegedly said Judd was a nightmare to work with. His attorneys contend that even if he did say that, it was an opinion and therefore not defamatory. They also argue that Weinstein's alleged sexual conduct wasn't harassment because it was not severe or pervasive. Of all the people in the news right now who are despicable, and I would, <laughs> I can't wait for karma to catch up to them and for them to get their comeuppance. I mean, he's right at the top of people with, you know, international impact because everything he stands for is reprehensible. It's awful what he's doing. I mean, it has to be really tough to represent that guy. Well, that's a bad gig. That's a terrible gig because all you're doing is looking for the statutes of limitation on all these accusations. Yeah. Barring that, what do you got? This? Like, this is your argument? I can't believe that people like him can get to the point where they have committed all of these acts, like, f over the course of decades, because it, it requires enablers. It requires yeah. people covering for you. All along well, the way. And it's and so strange to me fearful. to see all these people who are complicit in awfulness all the time, and they're like, they look the other way, like, ah, oh, well, okay. Because the board of directors there could have kicked him off a long time ago. They knew about this stuff, but instead they wrote in protection for his lawsuits. They knew that that was coming. Unbelievable. So they wrote you know, into his contract an insurance policy against a, a, a lawsuits for assault and uh, character assassinations that he was going to be enduring. Like, Do you th think people knew the exact behavior that he was exhibiting or just like oh he's creepy no but you don't. and i don't want to look into it any further that it's that yeah it's the second thing it's, because it's kind of afraid Sam and jerry sandusky yeah right. i was just gonna say it was kind of like the jopa thing where you go i don't know what that is but let's never talk about it again right and hope it's not the worst case scenario yeah and then it ends up too being often it is worse yeah.
MGM Resorts is clarifying its reasoning for a group of lawsuits against victims of the October 1st mass shooting at that country music festival on the Las Vegas Strip. The company has issued a statement saying that it was simply asking for a change of venue from state to federal court in order to deal with lawsuits from the victims quickly, fairly and efficiently. In its filing with the court, the company is claiming it has no liability for any injuries or deaths at the event and that lawsuits from victims should be dismissed. The middle child syndrome may be a thing of the past because the middle child may be going extinct. Nobody wants to have three kids anymore. Back in the late 70s, 59% of moms had three or more kids. Today, that's down to just 32% and dropping. The majority of people said three or four kids was ideal back in the 70s. Today, the top answer, two kids. Two. Just the two. Number one reason? Bill, you're a parent of two kids. What do you think the number one reason is people don't uh, want to have more kids? They don't want to be outnumbered. <laughs> well, that is a great answer, uh, but it's money. Okay. In 1960, it cost $198,000 to raise a kid to the age of 18. In 2013, it went up to $245,000. Yeah. Gosh. My brother had two kids. I matched them, had two kids. My sister matched us both and had two kids, and then she broke it. She just had her third kid. Mm. And Middle so child. now her son, shout out to Jonathan Ivan Barton, uh, is my man because he's the last middle child maybe ever is he the one that <laughs> said you were his best friend before yeah. he went to sleep the other night yeah Uncle yeah. Bill's my best friend <laughs> I was like oh my god don't say that to me guy I gotta go to work <laughs> my nephew goes Uncle Randy you gonna sleep on the couch again <laughs> he just thinks I'm a transient because like I come in to his house and i'm like hey buddy how are you and i throw a bag down and stay for two days and play video games with him how awesome is it being an uncle it's the best right oh, dude it, you don't have to do anything hey how are yeah. you Sweet it's very babe. easy You're to be so the favorite fun. uncle hey bro yeah. i got chocolate pretzels check it out right. and they're like this is awesome i'm like right high five you come in you take home a little bit play games yeah i'll play mario gotta... kart let's go yeah yeah i got you this little star wars figurine See you later. The funny thing is, though, like with my nephew, I have to stop because I'm such a juvenile. I have to be careful to not act like I'm playing a video game with one of my friends and taunt <laughs> him and stuff. Oh, yeah. Because my brother will do that to him and every once in a while. And I think it's kind of funny. Well, like he'll fit like he'll beat him in the race. He'll be like, I finished first. Is that good? Is that good? Is number one good? <laughs> and so, you know, if if he ever wins, my nephew, he'll say that. I finished first. Is that good? Is it good? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. If a really big engagement <laughs> ring is high on your priority list, you're going to want to find a guy that thinks you are really hot. Because according to a new study out of Western Oregon University, men are more willing to splurge on an engagement ring if they think their partner is more attractive than they are. <laughs> I guess you got an incentive to keep them around, maybe. A lot of girls know. out there looking at a small ring like, hey. <laughs> I don't... And... I guess I... Women who think their guy is less attractive than they are want a bigger ring. You're not cute enough to not get me a huge stone here. Who doesn't hook up with someone who they think is better looking than them? Isn't that the goal? I think it I is. Know. It should be. <laughs> I think that's every guy's goal. Maybe women don't look at it like that. They don't. Isn't don't know, being attracted to somebody no, automatically you think they're better looking no, I mean, I don't know. You're, they're better looking than other people. Yeah. But not, I mean, 
I don't know if everybody goes into a relationship thinking, you're way better looking than me, so I want to be with you. I mean, that's been almost every relationship <laughs> I've been in. I've, I've actually never thought of it. I never thought of it either. It wasn't like a goal, but like when I look back, I mean, the it first time I looked into me. your eyes, I just knew you were more beautiful than I could ever be. <laughs> and I want to live with you forever. I'm trying to climb up the ladder of aesthetics. No, I really have to help my gene pool here. I guess the point I'm making is that I don't know guys who are like, I'm definitely better looking than my wife. You don't think there are guys who think that? I bet there are. I don't hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you hung out with them, but those guys are definitely out there. Yeah? No question. Do they have a comb in their pocket? I don't know. <laughs> those people have a comb in their pocket. I can't say. Speaking of attractive, what are the biggest turn-ons in a person? According to voters at Ranker.com, it's all about the eyes. That's number one. <laughs> number one. And headlights. <laughs> oh, no. That's she has a lazy eye. actually not on the list. It's not all physical things. Smile. What? I, I, headlights are eyes. Oh. Oh, I th I was thinking. <laughs> That's what I thought. you. No. Bill you... and I were on the same page. Yeah. No. Like. Your high beams are on. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> isn't it? Headlights are eyes. I, th I, I mean... All right. Anybody else want to chime in on this? I think, think... What are headlights I think, on a woman? I don't know. Headlights, I yeah. think of... Uh, that's on one headlight was about a, a, a pirate girl he fell in love with. <laughs> he fell in love with Cyclops. <laughs> it's not his fault. Can't help who you fall in love with. <laughs> Smile, the number two answer. Intelligence, just general physical attractiveness came in fourth. Kind-heartedness, scent. If you smell good, that's attractive. I get, or maybe, More importantly, you just can't smell bad. Yeah, maybe that's it. Do those things, like, can they cancel each other out, though? Can you be smart enough to be smelly? Maybe. Like she's or hot enough. You can definitely, I bet, be hot enough to be smelly. Oh, for you know what? It it takes points, major points off, man. There a smell. Wait a minute. Okay, what if it's an overly, like an overpowering good smell? It's great, but overpowering, too much. I mean, I mean, I grew up in the '90s, so it was nothing but overpowering good smell. Just a Jakar bath before you oh, went yeah. out at night. Well, and, and the girls smelled like some kind of Victoria's Secret lotion. Or, oh, is that uh, vanilla lace? Cucumber that melon. Terrific. From uh, right. Bed Bath, but no, body Bath and works. Body Works, not yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, and I always loved hippie checks. Bed Bath and, and Body Beyond Works. <laughs> beyond your body works. <laughs> I always loved hippie chicks, and they smell like hummus a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, like vegan girls. Is that a good smell? You want to see my pita? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, that was never. That was never it. That was never your pickup no, line. I, no, I never. Oh man, you missed an opportunity. Loving no. nature is also a turn on. Hippie chicks. She's dumb, but she really loves trees. <laughs> I'm in. A pleasant voice. Is can't, a yeah, on. can't be Fran Drescher out here. You ever date a girl with a manly voice? Hypogeric. With like Brenda Vaccaro. Is that no. sexy? I think it probably is, Some, right? Yeah, sometimes like Demi Moore. No, I, I there was one girl that just had a really annoying voice. 
That's Deep? It. Like Michelle Wolf? No, it was like, she was like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I just went out to the store. Can you believe that? I'm like, yeah, that's not an unbelievable story. You went to the store? It's totally believable. Those are fun oh, relationships because you're like, <laughs> there's no pressure here because it's not going to last that long. No. There's oh really- my God, what do you even want to dead or not? Uh, nothing. Can we watch a silent movie? <laughs> Meaning you be silent? Oh, no. You don't want a silent movie with her. Uh, respectfulness What's and- What's he saying? He's not saying anything. <laughs> respectfulness and thoughtfulness, also big turn-ons. Sure. Uh, it's a shame to be punished for your action for the actions of somebody else, but you really need to control your monkey. Tina Ballard of Florida arrested in North Carolina this week after her pet spider monkey broke away from her and attra- attacked two Home Depot workers in separate incidents. <laughs> the first incident. Oh, you said I'm okay, Spider. You're, you're okay, Spider. <laughs> <laughs> the first incident occurred in May when the monkey named Spanky, Spanky the monkey, Hilarious. Spanky the spider, uh, jumped out of a shopping cart and grabbed a cashier's shirt, leaving marks on the worker's shoulder and back. The second incident took place last month when Spanky the monkey was spooked by the store's sliding door and bit a worker's arm. Why are you taking your monkey to Home Depot? Right. I'm surprised when I see somebody in there with a dog. I've heard a lot of but people... you got a monkey in there? There's like a lot of internet. Um, you know how you can get like fake diplomas mm-hmm. and stuff? You can get fake... Certificates uh, for oh, your yeah. therapy like a, pet. Yes. Yeah. And that's like happening a lot now. Yes. And there are dogs who should not be on therapy planes dog. that yeah. are like on planes. Mm-hmm. How My buddy was on a plane last know? week and he said, what is your therapy dog for? And the woman said, uh, allergy awareness. And he said, would you be allergic to the dog? What's your allergy? She said, gluten. Oh, so everything then? Don't you know if you are <laughs> gluten sensitive? What a great what? job it would be for a dog. To be a gluten sensitive uh, awareness. That dog is just walking down the street. <laughs> no, she's like it's it's her taster, you know, because everything she wants to eat, she has to like run it by the dog. And if I was the dog, I'd be like, totally has gluten in it. Yep, has gluten. <laughs> you have Next. any more of that specific thing? Mm-hmm. Mm. How do you how do you even harness a monkey? Do you have to well, put one yeah. of those kid leashes on them? Yeah. Can you get a monkey on a plane? Um, Therapy monkey? I don't remember if that was on the band oh, list. God, that's got to be the sequel to Snakes on a Plane, right? Get these mother monkey. effing monkeys. Do you remember when we had a monkey in here? <laughs> yes, I do. Like Wait, what? 20 when? years ago? Yeah, there was a monkey in here for not like the morning How show. How long? No, just Uh-oh. for a morning. How long oh. was the monkey? <laughs> About 14 inches. <laughs> <laughs> no, Whoa. it was a spider monkey, too, I think. It was. Yeah, it freaked me out a little. I was intrigued, but freaked out a little bit like did they I look am at you? with Ron Jeremy. It's intriguing, but scares me a little bit. That thing is, uh, it's alarming. Well, that's a hedgehog. (laughs) Uh, So this woman has been extradited to Florida. She's facing multiple felony charges for allowing a wild animal to escape. She also is charged with evidence tampering because she fled to North Carolina to hide Spanky the monkey from authorities. (laughs) Spanky's Um, on the lamb? No, he's now in a primate sanctuary where he belongs. Good. Yeah. Not with. Not pets. Not with Tina. It's just like they have greeters when you walk into Home Depot. <laughs> if I'm a greeter, I'm going to say, hey, how you doing? Can you turn around and take the monkey back out? Get that monkey out of here. Thanks. 
Or actually, you know what? There's a monkey check over there. They should do by that the gazebos. as one check of those. When ABC do- News does that show, what would you do? I hate yeah. that show. That? Oh, they should God. do that, like take animals into stores, just all kinds of weird animals and see if anybody says anything. Somebody if, take a cow in. If I was in that show, it would be the most boring show ever because <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> Turns out a lot of times nothing. <laughs> a lot of the times I would do nothing. Here's what I here's what that show would be if it was me and you in there and somebody did something horrible that they wanted us to react to. We'd just be like going like the the ventrilo- ventriloquist talk to each other going, Can you believe this guy? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this guy? They'd just make fun of the monkey for like, the rest of the uh, time. Are you kidding me? And the make monkey sure he order? wasn't in the aisle we were turning down. I thought we were sitting in the no monkey section. So <laughs> but here's a, did they just attack Period. Well, like, they're. I, don't think I they... mean, it's a wild animal, so they're probably a little skittish around that's bears. people. Um, yeah, oh. right. Like you freak well, them was... out, and they're like. Bah! There was a bear. <laughs> they just at the Sears, uh, in, in the Sears parking lot. Right. Remember yes. Pittsburgh Mills? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he walked into the store. It did. Yeah. Bought a ride on mower. Yeah. Because it, it activated the the automatic doors. <laughs> Came in and was like, oh my God, the deals really are good in here. Can't believe they're going out of business. I got to get a washer and dryer. Wouldn't you love to see a video of a bear that broke into a grocery store in the middle of the night when nobody was there? Oh my God. Just security footage of a bear going to town. Why are we attacking people? We should have been breaking into these. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jackpot. (laughs) Just pulls out his cell phone, starts calling every bear he knows. Dude, you got to get down here. There was a, I don't know, I think it was on, I don't know, Inside Edition or one of those shows the other night. Some woman left her lunch in her van. She was like a visiting nurse. And a bear got in the van and just ate her lunch. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had that. Yeah, that was... We never did get to that the other day. That was, uh, she called the cops. She's like, okay, there's a bear. She said she. She's drinking she's, Maisie's uh, iced tea now or something like that. She set off her car alarm to try to scare it away. And it was like, yeah, right. This lunch is way like, too good. I'm not, not going anywhere. Not the car alarm thing, okay, lady. so there is a bear in my van, and I don't know how to get it out. <laughs> it's eating Malia's cookies. That's it. <laughs> Look at the bear in my van. Is Malia her daughter? It's eating Malia's cookies. I don't know. I is just that pe- like, yeah, Mama's cookies or something? For Malia. some like reason. Brand? I like how she said, the, I think that was her talking to the 911 Sounds people. like it, yeah. But what, who, do they know who Malia is? Oh, I, I thought she was just narrating a video. Okay, so there is a bear in my van, and I don't know how to get it out. It's eating Malia's cookies. Look at the bear in my van. Poor Sarah Huckabee I, Sanders. She has so much on her plate. Now a bear has jumped into her van. It feels so bad for Chewbacca mom. She's really fallen from grace. DVE Sports. Yeah, the DVE Morning Show. Mike Pursuta out, and uh, Benzie's off to uh, vacation with his family in uh, in Maine. So a quick sports report for you here. Sponsored this morning by Citizens Bank, the Baltimore Orioles have traded star shortstop Manny Machado to the Los Angeles Dodgers. A five-player trade, and Machado was one of three players in Major League Baseball with 100 home runs and 100 doubles across the 2015-17 seasons. Nolan Arenado and uh, Brian Dozier. Uh, the other two have done that. Speaking of Dozier, he could be the next big name on the move. Twin star second baseman has been linked to trade rumors with the Milwaukee Brewers. The ESPYs were last night. Danica Patrick hosted the 26th annual ESPY Awards. 
Among the winners, best college athlete, Baker Mayfield. Heisman Trophy winner, of course, who was selected number one overall in the NFL draft. Best female athlete, Olympic gold medal winning snowboarder, Chloe Kim. Love her. I love Chloe Kim. She was great. It seems like those Olympics were 10 years ago now. Everything seems like it was 10 years ago. Monday seems like it was 10 (laughs) years ago. Best male athlete, Alexander Ovechkin. Conn Smythe winner. Of course, uh, Washington Capitals winning their first Stanley Cup this past year. He won the best NHL player as well. Uh, The best team, Houston Astros, beating the Dodgers in seven games to win the World Series for the first time this past year. Jim Kelly honored with the Jimmy V uh, award there last night and gave incredible a, an incredibly emotional speech, and I highly recommend you, you look that up. Can you put that up there for me, Joe? Uh, the best game, the U.S. women's national hockey team's shootout victory over Canada in the gold medal game in the Pyeongchang Olympics. What Didn't uh, Kessel's sister have a goal in that one? I think so. Best NFL player, Tom Brady. Ugh. Best Major League Baseball player, Tom Brady. That doesn't Damn. even make sense. Mike Trout gets that one. The Arthur Ashe Award for Courage. The sister survivors who spoke out against the sexual abuses of former USA Gymnastics and Michigan State doctor Larry Nasser. Yeah, the ESPYs is really, really heavy. Yes. Like, there's a lot of emotional content to that yes. show. No doubt about it. Forbes has a new list of the world's 50 most valuable sports teams of 2018. The numbers are based on calculations done over the past year for the NFL, NHL, NBA, and Major League Baseball, Formula One, soccer, and NASCAR. Top 50 loaded with NFL teams. Loaded. Loaded. 29 of the 32 teams cracked the list. The only three not to make it are the Bengals, Lions, and Bills. Oh, man. Yeah, the, the Browns, Browns did. They're 50th. Yeah, because people still go to those games. The, the Bengals Brown- are in the playoffs, and they, they can't sell out. The the Browns are worth one point nine five billion. Who? That's a college or that's a football town, dude. They love their. Fo- I mean, it's their torch. They're a tortured fan base. Uh, top twenty teams: the Texans and the Red Sox tie at, at nineteen with two point eight billion in value. Seventeen tie between the Bears and the Giants, two point eight five billion. The Cubs are worth two point nine billion. I would have thought they would be worth more than that. I would have thought the Red Sox would have been worth more. Uh, as would I have. Yeah, it's funny that these baseball teams aren't worth as much. But it gives you an idea of what the Pirates are worth. If they're, the they're Cubs are worth list. three billion, well, they're not on the list, but they're they're definitely over a billion dollars in worth. Uh, it's a tie again between the Rams and the Dodgers at 14th with three billion in value. The 49ers are worth 3.05 billion. Uh, the Munich soccer team, 3.06 billion. Another tie between the Golden State Warriors and the Redskins, both worth 3.1 billion. A tie between the Lakers and the Giants, both at 3.3 billion. Number seven, the Knicks are at 3.6 billion. The Patriots, 3.7 billion. New York Yankees, worth 4 billion. Barcelona, worth 4.06 billion. Real Madrid, 4.09 billion. Manchester United, 4.12 billion. In soccer. And number one, want to guess what the number one sports franchise is? Dallas. Dallas Cowboys. $4.8 billion in net worth. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. Um, Where are the Steelers on that? How much are the Steelers worth? I don't know. They got to be... They're in the top 50, but I don't know where. Um, 
The NFL may have thought it found a solution to the national anthem protest by forcing players to stand and finding the ones who don't. Probably won't make much of a difference. One player is already saying he'll continue to protest this year. Pro Bowl defensive lineman Jarrell Casey of the Titans said, quote, I'm going to take a fine this year. Why not? I'm going to protest during the flag, he said. <coughs> during the flag. It's hard to convince people it's not about the flag when you say, say I'm going to do it during the flag. During the flag. There's always going to be blowback. That is what America is about. But I'm going to bring light to my community. we got to do a job, but I'll continue to use my platform to keep on speaking up. Jarrell and his teammate Wesley Woodward, Woodyard raised their fist after the anthem throughout last season. He said he plans to continue that method of protest. It's unclear if that's a finable offense. But when the new rule was approved, they made it clear that raising a fist during the anthem would not be, uh, be acceptable. Well, th- th- didn't the, the Players Association file a grievance with the league? Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I think, I think they made it worse. Mess. Yeah. And it was probably going to be phasing out and kind of slowly going away, but uh, sort of kicked the dust up a little bit more on that one. Did you get that Jim Kelly cut? You're getting it currently? All right, we'll take a break and come back. Val was at uh, the Greta Van Fleet show last night, her review. Also, uh, I was at the Joe Jackson concert. Not nearly as uh, rocking, but damn close. Very good from what you say. Everyone's like, Joe Jackson? Didn't really? he die? I thought he just died. <laughs> I didn't even know he could sing. Totally different guy. It was a blast. It was the best rock crowd uh, in Pittsburgh I've been a part of in a long time. Oh, nice. And the median age was like 55. I'm telling you, man. People really kicked it for the Joe Jackson. I'm I'm surprised I'm even saying that. Good. But people were really getting down. And then uh, when I was driving home, I could see the crowd at Stage AE. Yeah. Holy Big cow. Packed sold out show. Gills. Sold out. How quickly did Greta Van Fleet sell Nine out last night? minutes. Man, that is crazy. Um, Stan Saverin will be on the show a little bit later on this morning. Don't forget, our Be Like Mike contest is going on right now. We're giving listeners the chance to be like Mike Prasuda. A day at Steelers training camp where you'll have all the amenities of covering the Steelers. Your hotel room will be decorated to look like Mike's dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have uh, a full wardrobe set out for you. Cargo shorts, Steelers golf shirt. Uh, Michigan State baseball hat, USA hockey jersey, you know, the Pursuta. Uh, you know, you have a Springsteen poster on the wall, a coffee cup to, to spit in, an American flag hanging, you know, like a Pursuta room. Everything is there. <clears throat> That's right. Plus, you'll sit in with the DB Morning Show doing our camp broadcast, sideline passes to hang out at the Steelers afternoon practice. You'll get tickets to see the Titans, Steelers preseason game, Saturday, August 25th, gift cards for Sharkies and the Steelers Pro Shop. So it's a great contest. Be like Mike. Got to be 21, by the way, because there will be some drinking involved. You'll be you'll be throwing back some, some Bud Lights with Mike Pursuta. That's at DVE.com. Um, register now to be like my- it is the DVE morning show and the SPs last night uh, Jim Kelly given the Jimmy V award I came up with a saying makes a difference today for someone who is fighting for their tomorrow when I look across this arena and when I talk to people I look up here you don't need to be a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers to make a difference out there every single person in this room can be a difference maker you can be just a normal person who go, gets up every morning and goes to work, but you can be a difference maker. Put a smile on those faces. My kids, my friends, when they came in to see me, not once did they ever have a frown on their face. So I just urge anybody out there, if you have somebody out there who's suffering, it doesn't have to be cancer. 
It could be something you're not having a good day. It could be your mom, your dad. It could be your grandparents. What you say to them, the smile that you have on your face, that can be the difference in them making it the next day. Remember that. Always, always persevere. Like Jimmy B said, never, ever give up. Jim Kelly is uh, just about the oh, most well-liked guy in professional sports, and he's he's been battling cancer. He's on his second round of battling. Uh, he had parts of his jaw removed, Val? I believe so. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what would happen because I, I hadn't heard him speak in a while, and his, his uh, voice was pretty slurred there. East Brady's own Jim Kelly there, making uh, Western Pennsylvania proud yet again. Last night with his uh, speech at the ESPYs. Uh, Danica Patrick not uh, exactly making anybody proud with her performance last night. She's getting roundly panned for her monologue. Well, I guess when you have a race car driver do comedy, it doesn't work out so good. I was going to ask. Welcome to the 2018 ESPY Awards, everybody. Excited? I'm Danica Patrick. And it's true, the ESPYs have never had a host like me before. As you can see, I'm their first race car driver. So obvious. For the last 25 years, the ESPYs have been about celebrating the magic of sports. No matter what else is going on in the world, sports have always had the power to inspire and give hope, unless those people are from Cleveland. All right. You know, I mean, uh, that's like when Gronk did stand up. (laughs) He just started getting racist and left. (laughs) It's just bad. Three Jews walking to a bar. I'm done. That's it. I see you. (laughs) Gronk Spike. I'm out. The funny thing is they kept panning to Jon Stewart, who was at the ESPYs last night. I don't know why Jon Stewart was there. I'm guessing there's a reason, but uh, uh, other than he likes the ESPYs. I could have hosted this, guys. (laughs) There's plenty of cable. I I hosted stuff, and I'm a comic. Sarah Tiana should have hosted that. She would have done a great job. She would have killed. She probably was involved somehow, right? She was probably writing. Well, those don't sound like her jokes. No. If she wrote for it, they they matumboed her jokes left and right because they don't like to have any controversy there. The time that Norm MacDonald hosted the ESPYs was the all-time greatest. I don't know if you remember. I mean, oh, yeah. he eviscerated so many different people. And he finished with like 10 OJ jokes. OJ just killed OJ, as Norm uh, will forever be known for. The guy who unabashedly told OJ joke after OJ joke on SNL after he was told, you'll be fired if you keep doing it. He was like, oh, yeah, okay. Here's I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Which, I mean, like, if you agree, like most of the country did, that OJ definitely did it, he was he was pointing that out at every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, don't forget, um, this guy killed two people. Murderer. He definitely murdered two people. So anyways. Yeah, well, Danica Patrick was roundly mocked on Twitter for that one. People. I don't know. I saw they announced that she was hosting, and I was like, well, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, the first of a flurry of concerts here in Pittsburgh. There was Tedeschi Trucks, Marcus King, and Drive-By Truckers out at Key Bank Pavilion. There was a sold-out Panic at the Disco at the arena. Sold-out Greta Van Fleet at Stage, Stage AE. A-E. N- nearly sold-out if not entirely sold out, Joe Jackson at the Carnegie Music Hall of Homestead. 
I was at that show because my reasoning, like I said yesterday, I don't know how many more chances I'm going to have to see Joe Jackson and his incredible band. Mm -hmm. You know, because he's 60, whatever. Greta Van Fleet, those guys are still in puberty. I should be able to catch them a few more times. (laughs) You were there. They're probably going to sound a lot different. I don't know. Well, that Val, that was your concern. You think that kid's going to scream his voice out? That's what I'm afraid of. And the median age at the Greta Man Fleet Show. So I was with our program director, John Machida, last night at the Joe Jackson mm-hmm. show, and we were wondering, like, what is the average age of the Greta Van Fleet concert goer going to be? His thought was it's going to be a lot of young people. And I was like, that's what uh, I thought. I and don't I think don't, so. I don't know why I thought that. Well, I thought, was... I thought since they're a young band, a bunch of young people are going to go out. But yeah. really, it's just people that like Led Zeppelin. I think that yeah, haven't had a chance to go out see a new show. Average age, low forties. The uh, forty that's, to forty-five. That's surprising to me. I was very surprised. That is surprising to me. I get that that's the demographic that would be excited about this and are excited about this. Tonight, another sold-out show with Foo Fighters. That has been the band that I think a lot of people have sort of clung to as like, you know... This is rock and roll. Save us. Yeah, keep this going because if there's no Foo Fighters, what else is there that we can latch onto right now? Pearl Jam is still going strong, but in terms of like having that like classic rock or arena rock... yeah. Sound. There's not a lot of bands that have it. And I think that's why Greta Van Fleet is so popular. Yeah. That people are looking at them like the next coming of rock and roll. People are thirsty for some classic rock sounding music. Uh, By all accounts, people dug them. I don't know. The Joe Jackson crowd was one of the best crowds I've ever seen. And I was like, I really thought they were going to be snoozing their way through it and couldn't wait to leave. And Like old people crowd. Yeah, because some of that music and- can kind of lull. Like some of it, you know, his post pop. Or post-punk era stuff is really upbeat, but he wrote a lot of ballady, kind of loungy stuff there in the '80s, which is you know awesome too. But I thought maybe people were there to just kind of chill out and have a glass of wine. But it was a raucous crowd. It was awesome, and he was even surprised by it. Like they were on their feet screaming after the songs and stuff. I was like, this is awesome. It was better than the last time I saw Sturgill Simpson there. Which you think that crowd would have been Mm -hmm. insane, and it, it wasn't. Why do you think everybody was going so crazy? Because I think that right now everybody is needs a release. Needs a release <laughs> is what I really think. And also, everybody's Viagra kicked in at the same time. <laughs> also, that. And Joe yeah, Jackson's maybe. one of those guys. He's like, if you're a fan of his, it's a niche band. It's not overexposed. You still feel like you have this special connection with the artist. I mean, his guitar player was in the front lobby selling his solo CDs when I was leaving last night. And I was thinking, oh, this is a sad thing. <laughs> and he was yelling, Joe's guitarist selling solo CD. He was wow. yelling that. And I was thinking, how much more money can he make at night doing that? Yeah. I mean, look, if he sells 20 CDs, it's a couple hundred bucks. Hey. Yeah. And he's trying to promote his music and stuff. I get it, but it had the effect of. Oh, no, it's sad. <laughs> it seems it's sad. all the way sad. Like, can't you get a roadie to do it? I'm not even comfortable <laughs> doing it. Well, he After to, my shows, but he, I always feel like weird. Right. He wanted to go out and, and sign them and everything, but I, it was a great show, and I was glad I picked that one for sure. But I was sad to miss Greta Van Fleet. Are you going to the Foos tonight? No, I wanted to, but. I want to go so bad. I'm tired, and I saw them the last few times they were here, so. It's a, such a great show, and with they the are Struts great. opening up, yeah. I know they're going to bring the singer from the Struts out. And in the past, they've been doing Bohemian Rhapsody with him. 
Did or no, we, under under pressure. Did we? Uh, how did the campaign go to get Donny Iris on stage with? We'll find out tonight. I heard he was there last night at Greta Van Fleet. I heard that too. Did they pull him up on the stage? Not while I was there. I heard he and Mark Madden were hanging out together. Donny Iris and Mark Madden. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. God! I'd pay money to have them to just have them have a conversation. That's like within earshot. The Justice League of Yinzer. <laughs> The but, League of uh, Nations. Yeah. Madden was uh, very excited to be there last night. All right. Well, we'll get him Even to stop Even though in I didn't and, talk to and, him, I, he walked by me. Did he say hi? No, I don't think he saw me. Hold on a second. I don't Wait think he saw second. me. Hold on whoa, a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got snubbed by Madden last I night? Not, I don't think it was intentional. So you said hi to him and he totally looked right past you. I think you. he was, you know, waving his arm to the crowd like hello <laughs> Mark Madden fans yeah what I, and he didn't it's see it's so rare to see I mean that's like seeing Snuffleupagus <laughs> walking around Sesame Street <laughs> seeing Mark Madden walk through a crowd of people because he doesn't go out like that very often not right. to the big show he usually kind of hides and you can't hide at stage AE no you usually have to hide at like UFO shows <laughs> you have to go to shows where you see the same 200 people all over the country Foos tonight there's another show tonight. I can't remember what it is. Well, Panic at the Disco was last night, too. Sold out. I don't know what I mean, is the concert season kicking ass or what? Are you going to the Foos? I'm, I don't think I'm going to go to the Foos. I need to take a knee. I'm going to go to John Prine and Langhorn Slim on Friday at Heinz Hall. And then I'm going to do Andre Costello at the Rex Theater Saturday night for the legendary album series. It kicks off... Uh, a bunch of concerts that uh, Gray Area is putting together, Gray Area Productions. This is such a great idea. They're bringing together local bands to do classic albums. And so basically, you know, Andre was tapped to do the first one, and he curates the night. So he kind of brings together all these different musicians to perform the album. So it'll be a blast uh, on Saturday night at the Rex Theater. They're doing Neil Young's Harvest. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, Val's got your news coming up when we return. Valerie, what do you got? Uh, we are going to talk about a guy who claims sex with his, well, not his horse, a horse, was totally consensual. And by the way, mem- <laughs> remember all of the, um, Bill, you have to do your line. Right? I know, I will. Uh, remember all of the uh, hubbub over the local music conference that they had when they brought that guy in from Austin? Yeah. And Well, he issued his report on the Pittsburgh music scene. <laughs> The th- you know we paid him thirty thousand dollars. The city paid him thirty thousand dollars, but the downtown it's partnership. That's his Warren Commission report. It is, and it's like a thirty-page report or something like that. And you know what the consensus is on how to make the the Pittsburgh music season uh, music scene better? How's that? What is more it? weird, Paul? That's all he said. Is more weird, Paul? I'm all for it. I mean, it. I agree. Thirty pages, and all it said was more <laughs> weird, Paul. Weird, Paul. Weird, Paul. Pot of macaroni. For eleven. It's 61 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Mattress Firm. More dirt has surfaced on that Russian woman who's accused of trying to infiltrate the American political system by getting up close and personal, very up close with U.S. officials. On Wednesday, prosecutors said she tried to gain influence with sex. Government laid out those claims Wednesday in a memo that listed the reasons why 20, uh, 29-year-old Maria Butina should be held behind bars until she goes to trial. Butina pleaded not guilty to being an unregistered foreign agent yesterday afternoon at a detention spy. hearing in, yes, federal yeah. court. She's a spy. Uh, once again, she was ordered to remain in custody without bail. The prosecutor's member uh, memo says that on at least one occasion, at least... 
Butina offered an individual sex in exchange for a position within a special interest organization. Hmm. I, on the news last night, they had a picture of her with Rick Santorum. Oh, yeah. I, ho- I hope she had sex with him. That would be... <laughs> That would be the greatest scandal. That would be the first time he's had sex in a while. (laughs) (laughs) That would be such a great scandal. No, I think he's reprehensible for a lot of reasons, but I I don't think he cheats on his wife. I think he's one of those like people like Shania Twain who has sex to procreate and that's it. So so her influence was really outside of even just the NRA. Like she was trying to go as far as she could take it. Meeting with government people although i mean i guess pictures don't necessarily mean you were working together no no but if so you're there were a pictures spy you, as a politician though santorum is not that anymore though he's a very powerful lobbyist uh you don't want to have your picture taken with the enemy <laughs> the problem is is that everybody's trying to uh justify the enemy's not the enemy anymore who is the enemy yeah who, who what is, is the enemy Aleppo? what is the enemy Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is writing a book. Oh, my God. We it have enough is, cookbooks. <laughs> it's set to be a tell-all with stories about his time with the Trump campaign. Oh, God. He's... And uh, also the Bridgegate scandal that led to convictions of two of his aides. The book is AIDS. The book is called Let Me Finish. Trump, the Kushners, Bannon, New Jersey, and the Power of In-Your-Face Politics. It's probably like, you know how they have uh, coffee table books? His book probably, in like Kramer's, like became a coffee table. You could turn it into a coffee table. <laughs> His is probably a TV tray. <laughs> <laughs> let me finish, and it's just a picture of him on the beach. Come on, let me finish. <laughs> I'm eating on the beach by myself after I said that nobody else could come onto the beach. What's that the problem? is uh, due out in January. According to a new survey, 40% of American adults consume excessive amounts of alcohol and continue to do do so despite all the health risks. The number is up about 10% since 2014. The survey also found young married guys most likely to drink heavily, older women least likely to overdo it. So probably not really a surprise there. Yeah. With, With those demographics. Most people I talk to drink more now. Yes. There, everybody seems to be, even non-extreme like drinkers, have delved into the, uh, yeah, I need to have a glass of wine every night, one or two. Yep. Trying times. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been uh, drinking the beers, but I can't tell if it's you know the current state of the world or just that I'm dadding so hard, maybe a combination of both. A little bit of both. Going down into the garage and sure. just chugging some light beers. <laughs> <laughs> While you... Rearrange things. Chugging. That just sounded so funny. Chugging light beers. (laughs) Dad's going in the garage to chug. No, it's a garage chug. Dad's by himself. No. (laughs) No, this is dad's This is a dad chug. Up there, it's your time. But down here, down here, it's dad's time. All me. Dad chug. (laughs) Speaking of kids, all those great memories you have from your childhood, they might be fake. Mm-hmm. A study out of the University of London found that for about 40% of us, those earliest childhood memories are probably not real. Researchers say there's a good chance you think you remember something from your early childhood, but you've really just pieced together fake memories through pictures and stories that you've heard. And that's especially true if you think you have memories from when you were two or younger. 39% of people say they remember something from the first two years of their lives, lives but researchers say that's basically impossible study also found the most common types of early memories people claim they have uh the top five are riding in a stroller 
being with their family, playing with a toy, feeling sad, and the birth of a sibling. I don't remember the birth of any of my younger siblings. No. I was two and four, so I don't really remember them. I do remember when we got a dog, though. What's the, isn't there, there, there's a book that I that I read back in the day, it was called Many Lives, Many Masters, and it was about that type of therapy that takes you back, and it was, like I, I think it's regressive therapy or something, where they take you back and you're going f- as far back as you can remember, and then all of a sudden these people were going past the birth, uh, like their own birth, and they were going into their previous lives. That's- <laughs> or were they just going into the history books and like and then Carl Yastrzemski hit a home run and they're like no that was just history and then they were like you know you gotta get up you gotta go sit in the back of the bus and I was like no I'm not I'm not going and sitting in the back of the bus anyways I was just really tired that day and anyways that's how I stormed the Bastille (laughs) it's a good Uh, book by the way bacon might make you lose your mind Researchers say eating too many cured meat products like hot dogs, salami, bacon, and beef jerky could uh, contribute to mania. The definition of mania is a heightened mood, energy, and arousal. Uh, It's most likely to happen to people who are already diagnosed with bipolar or schizophrenia. Researchers studied about 1,100 hospital cases and found that people who were admitted with mania were three and a half times more likely to have eaten cured meat beforehand than the average person. And four times more likely to have listened to Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> On the bright side, though, researchers say, if you have cured meat occasionally, it should not trigger any mental illness in you. No, but that's why guys are just such a nightmare. They're eating cured meats all day. Yeah, That's why they call them pigs. Oh, that guy's a pig. Yeah. Yeah, he's eating too much candied bacon. <laughs> I'm not. I love cured meats. I'm not much of a. I mean, I like bacon. I don't freak out about. You about hate it. bacon, dude. No, I just think people freak out about bacon a little bit too much. Um, but there is a new service. You know, Justin Severino who owns Cure mm-hmm. and more. Marcia. He has a service now where they're shipping cured meats. Oh. Around the country. Let's order some. Yeah, I'm a big do they, fan. Do they deliver local? Yeah, right. Can they drop some off yeah, in no, about an hour? I, I, I'm pretty sure they do. I, I think that's the whole thing is that you, you can- Does he do chorizo? That's my favorite yeah. sausage. Salty pork bits. That's the name of, of Ooh, his new one. And if you've good. ever been to Cure and got the salumi platter, it's like- the, Oh, yeah. I haven't been there. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. But salty pork bits. What yeah, my that? feet are going to be that's swollen, the na- That's the website. Care. You go to saltyporkbits.com and, you know, award-winning chef, Justin Severino, world-renowned Pittsburgher. He cures everything there. Yep. And What's, what are the choices? Everything. Oh. And what were they sick from? Uh, each shipment fe- features a mix of flavors. It could include Toscana, salami, fena. Fenokiana. I don't know. That sounds like a princess from one of those. <laughs> let your hair down. Calabrese. <laughs> Calabrese, salami. Fenokia, let your chorizo down. Morcia, uh, acorizada. I don't know how to say all this stuff, but it's, you know, they got everything. If, if you like that kind of stuff. Lamb, harissa, sobrasada, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Sobrasada. Yeah, salty pork bits. Happy sobrasada. Salty pork bits. Happy Sunday. <laughs> Saltyporkbits.com. Uh, Speaking of food, other food news, Lay's Potato Chips has announced eight new flavors, part of their Tastes of America line. So each one is supposed to represent a flavor from a different part of the country. They include deep dish pizza, lobster roll, 
pimento cheese, sweet Thai chili, which is supposed to represent the Pacific Northwest, fried pickles with ranch, which is kind of like a universal state fair representation. Yeah, I love fried pickles. Yeah. Crab spice. The worst of all the spice, <laughs> spice girls. girls. Yeah. Chili con queso and Cajun spice. The spice girl with STDs. That's right. And, Crab uh, spice. They go on sale the end of the month through September. You'll only be able to buy your region's flavor. I wish Lay's would have more self-confidence. You know, like when I eat chips, I kind of just want to taste chips. (laughs) I I like the chips. I'm not here to have it smell like a lobster roll. There's uh, these one chips down in uh, New Orleans I always get that are their crawfish spice. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I don't taste crawfish, but they're just Do they like, just put Old Bay seasoning on it? Because I think a lot of those do. Possibly. They're really good, though. Uh, if you want to order Salt Bay. the other flavors, you have to get them online on the Lay's website. I don't understand Salt Bay and the phenomenon behind the guy, other than what Chicks thought he was good looking and he... Well, he's the way he pinches salt pinching onto salt. To meat is, I don't what know. What is Salt Bay? He, the guy who's like, he... Oh, yeah, he yeah, like, okay. <laughs> trickles the salt onto the meat in like a way that's that was on um, sensual billions oh really yeah I'm i didn't su- know it was a real thing i thought it like, was made up no for no the, no for it's the a TV thing. Show. i'm surprised he's not the white house chef he like smacks the meat and like it's, yeah the one woman was looking at him like he was a stripper <laughs> it's like what is this guy doing she's like oh i can't believe you brought me here it doesn't make any sense it's like if a male meat. stripper was a chef. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, that's the way she was looking here? at him. All right, stop oh, it. Oh, stop it. An Australian man who was caught on video having <laughs> sex with a horse oh, God. attempted to justify the sick act in court by insisting the sex was consensual. The horse's trainer was suspicious someone was trespassing at the stable, so he installed security cameras, and while reviewing the footage, he saw 31-year-old Daniel Raymond Webb Jackson performing two sex acts on the horse. Police found Webb Jackson hiding inside the stable, and after a brief tussle, he was arrested and charged with animal cruelty. In court, Webb Jackson pleaded not guilty and told the judge, Hey, this was consensual. The horse smelt my crotch and winked at me. (laughs) I can't believe I have to say this again, but nay means nay. (laughs) Thank you. I want this to be the last time I say that. Can we stop having sex with horses, everyone? The trainer says the horse... He sniffed his crotch and winked at him? Yes, I think that's what what Trump did to Putin in Helsinki. (laughs) (laughs) The trainer says the horse was traumatized by the encounter. Webb Jackson was sentenced to 10 months in jail. Unreal. How... uh, Ugh. I don't that even is the know what worst episode of Mr. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Winks at him. In uh, music news, ZZ Top singer-guitarist Billy Gibbons is out with the new single Rollin' and Tumblin' off his forthcoming solo album. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer's cover of the Muddy Waters Blues Classic is just one of a number of covers and originals on his upcoming solo set, The Big Bad Blues. It'll be out September 21st. The new record serves as the follow-up to his 2015 album, Perfecta Mundo. Meanwhile, a tour in support of The Big Bad Blues is scheduled to be announced soon. And finally, the site Loudersound.com put out a list of the 16 best classic rock albums to own on vinyl, which these are pretty good to have just in general. 
Queen's Night at the Opera is number 15. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Quadrophenia. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. The Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, yeah, these are all good stories. Which on album, if records. you're going to do, you can yeah. do the Wizard of Oz thing. Yeah, that never, you know. Did, did you try it? I think you can do it with anything, especially if you get high. Everything it. will look like that. Like <laughs> we were, we had Dark Side of the Moon on one night uh, at a party. My friends had uh, Animal, not Animal Planet, Planet Earth. Yeah. On the TV, uh-huh. and they put on Dark Side, and it was like not like, it like intentionally. It just yeah. happened to be the next record they put on, mm-hmm. and it synced up with like five straight minutes and everybody was freaked out and I was just like I think that's one of those albums that happens. you could mm-hmm. probably pair a lot of things with it and it'll sync up Appetite for Destruction Are You Experienced Rumors is number 10 Led Zeppelin 3 Hotel California Harvest Hysteria Sgt. Pepper's is number 5 Sticky Fingers Thin, Liz- Thin Lizzy's Live and Damn. Dangerous Paranoid is number two and Back in Black number one they're all good best best record stone on vinyl uh, sunny low 80s for the high today should be another nice day and the temperature is 63 at DVE alright uh, quick break we'll uh, come back with a sports report for you here on DVE Stan Savern is going to be joining us next hour don't forget Anywhere you go, you can take the DVE Morning Show and all of us here at DVE with you with the iHeartRadio app. Just download it to your smartphone or your uh, tablet or whatever. Search DVE and iHeartRadio, and then all of a sudden, you're listening to your hometown radio station no matter where you go. Listen to Michelle during the electric lunch. There are requests from all over the country. I know. It's so cool, and it's really, I mean, it, it works great. Uh, so all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app, uh, log on to iHeartRadio.com, search DVE. Take us with you. iHeartRadio. DVE Sports. Oh, uh, yeah, the DVE morning show. Sports. Did you watch the ESPYs last night? A little bit. Danica Patrick hosted the 26th annual ESPYs. It's hard to believe there's been 26 of those. I usually don't watch this show. <laughs> Comes in the middle of the summer... It's super heavy. I, I watch because they do a lot of those pre-produced um, segments and, yeah. and and pieces that 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 are usually pretty powerful. And I'll watch it based basically loosely on Twitter. I saw Jim Jim Kelly's speech. Obviously, yeah. stole the night. Danica Patrick hosted last night. Best college athlete Baker Mayfield. Best female athlete Olympic gold medal winning snowboarder Chloe Kim. Best male athlete was Alexander Ovechkin. Best team, the Astros, got their World Series over the Dodgers. Uh, best game, U.S. Women's National Hockey Team shootout victory over Canada, the gold medal game of the Pyeongchang Olympics. Best player in the NFL, Thomas Tom Brady. Brady. Should have been Nick Foles. Uh, creepiest kiss with a uh, offspring, Tom Brady. Also, best Major League <laughs> Baseball player, Mike Trout. Arthur Ashe, award for courage, goes to the sister survivors who spoke out against the sexual abuses of former USA Gymnastics and Michigan State doctor Larry Nasser. Uh, speaking of the uh, Dodgers, the Orioles have traded Manny Machado to the Dodgers in a five-player trade. This is big. Bucko's, uh Bucko's never in this one, Bill. No, they weren't? No. That's surprising. They were not uh, on the list there. Troy Polamalu came in number 13 on Gil Brandt's 32 Greatest Safeties of All Time on NFL.com. His foe, former Raven Ed Reed, ranked fourth. Other former Steelers on the list, Carnell Lake at 30, Donnie Shell at 14. I miss Troy. I miss him a lot. He lives here. 
Does he? Do you remember if, Val when there was a anymore. rumor every other week that Troy bought everybody dinner? Mm-hmm. There were like all these Yinzer stories. People were like, hey, I was out, just to let you know, eating dinner out in Boston, down on a restaurant on a river there. Mm-hmm. Troy Paul Malu walked in with his family, paid for everybody and left. Good guy. <laughs> it was like these crazy stories of him just going around buying everybody dinner. He yeah. was a secret Santa one year at my work. <laughs> Came in, everybody got a gift. Said, love you, Troy. Good guy. He's the a big, good guy. The big rumor up in, in Franklin usually is, oh, this, so like for a while it was Troy Palomalu's buying a house on the river right. up here. And I think Ben was rumored to be buying a house up there. Troy j- drove a Prius. I, that that always like flabbergasted me. I you thought know, he'd have guys, a Flintstones car and just move with his feet. <laughs> to be honest, all with these you. guys are showing up with like these F three fifty diesel trucks that are totally tricked out. Dude, the Plex truck. Yeah, that thing was ridiculous. That's actually exactly what I was thinking of. That was an F six fifty. It's like a monster truck. He shows up in Gravedigger. And the best part about that was his buddies used to uh, drive that around during the tailgates. They would drive his huge truck around on the North Shore and just you hear this, (laughs) it just sounded like a tank was going around. Man. And Troy's just pulling up in like a Ford Focus. (laughs) Shows up in a Fiat. I know know we have that truck sound here. I was trying to find it, but. I'm gonna. Uh, my shoulder's kind of messed up, so I'll be tackling people with my back today. <laughs> and Is he everybody did. Okay. And he did do that. I'm gonna go jump over the center. Just miss him. I thought I had it here. I don't know where it where it went. Anyways, all right. Tonight, another sold out concert in Pittsburgh. We had three of them last night, and the Foos are at PPG Paint Arena. Paints. I mean, all of the paints. Struts are opening up. It's going to be a killer show. Here's Dave Grohl and the boys. DVE. It is my sincere hope that somehow David Grohl seeds the hundreds of retweets of VH1's Jim Shear's request to have Donnie Iris sing with the Foo Fighters tonight. It's got to happen. That place would go berserk. If Donnie came out, the roof would explode off of the building. I think Dave Grohl would really get a kick out of it, too. Like, because he would have no idea the absolute pure energy force that is Donny Iris. We're talking about that kid from Greta Van Fleet that sings all those high notes. Mm-hmm. Dude from Panic last night. Doesn't he hit a lot of high notes? Mm-hmm. Not sure. And <laughs> Val's like, don't ask me about Panic at the disco. Val's interest level in that. Not- no, I'm searching for... Um- I read a headline that Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters said, like, if we're the saviors of rock and roll, God forbid. Some, oh. Something along those lines. So I was just trying to find that article. He's not an actor, I'll tell you that much. He was in the CBGB movie, and he played Iggy Pop. And his role didn't require much acting, and he was still a bad actor. <laughs> that was yeah. a terrible movie. Oh. Dave Grohl was pretty good in the Muppets movie. Oh, was he in the Muppets movie? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight he'll be on the stage. Did you see that meme that was going around? Name a movie where you replace all of the the actors with Muppets except for one actor. Mm-mm. What movie would you choose and which actor would you keep? 
like someone said, Reservoir Dogs, Steve Buscemi. So that he's doing the whole movie with all Muppets. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, Michael McKean said all the, all the president. Pesci. That would be a good one, yeah. All Muppets and Pesci. Although Pesci's so dark. Muppet-like. I guess Buscemi is kind of too. Did you hear that, Ace? You hear this little girl? <laughs> what happened to the tough guy that told my friend? <laughs> You like Casino almost as much as Goodfellas. I really You're do. You're one of the rare people. Well, Goodfellas is my favorite movie all time. Of all time. But Casino is an absolute classic. Karen! I need, we needed that, Karen! Ray Liotta is featured on the Mark Marin uh, WTF podcast this past week, and he talked about the His filming. new Chantix commercial? Oh, no. He looks terrible, Those doesn't he? Those are bad. Because if that's what Chantix makes you look like, and everyone's like, I'm just going to keep smoking, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually has started having uh, change in dreams. They they say that that's one of the side effects. And the change in dreams is I keep picturing Ray Liotta doing <laughs> Chantix commercials. Responsibly. It's Randy Bauman in the DV Morning Show, along with Bill Crawford and Val Porter. When you first start dating, you have to keep up the illusion that you're poised. Perfect. Approaching perfect. Totally not gross. You gotta lie a lot. This body never takes a poo. Nothing gross ever happens in this vessel. <laughs> this is a temple. But at some point in your relationship, that breaks down. A new study. Turns out this is an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> And there are homeless people pooing in the corner. <laughs> it's pretty gross. A new survey looked at a bunch of uh, relationship milestones. They asked 1,000 people how long it took for them to reach each milestone. Here's what the average timeline looks like. And men start doing almost all of these things before women do. Big surprise. First is kiss the other person when you have morning breath. Oh, yeah. How long? There are some people who are still like, nope. Mm-mm. Go get some Listerine. Go. I mean, what, what kind of kiss are we talking here? Like a nice <laughs> a little smooch? kiss? Yeah. or A peck on the cheek or a are we, full open mouth tonsil We're talking about hockey. Flavor Flav. <laughs> Brigitte Nielsen. <laughs> yeah. Open mouth in the jacuzzi kind of kiss, because that's not acceptable. Men start doing it at the five-month mark. Okay. <laughs> well, at that, at that stage, you're probably still like, you know, if you spend the night, you're st still probably brushing your teeth right before bed. And What, you don't brush your teeth before bed? As soon as you get up. Like, I'm saying, like, right before you get into bed. Like, now, it's like, I'll brush my teeth. Like After, after relations. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's not the last thing I do before I get into bed. It's my point. But it's, is it part of your going to bed routine? Or are you talking like, like at, no. at eight o'clock, I brush no, my I'm teeth saying and like that's good? After I have dinner, I'll brush my teeth and then I won't think about it for a while and then I'll snack and go to bed. I can't do that. Yeah. Well, we're not so the when same do person. women do it? Eight months. Okay. So it's not that much longer. That's kind of a dumb one, to be honest with you. Start uh, being honest about your finances. When? Are you honest about your finances? <laughs> Some people are married and still aren't. Never. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, the average for the 1,000 people surveyed is eight months. 
If you like, do most people um, cohabitate their money? I think that's a trend that has gone away. Really? Yeah. Do you and yes. Tim? Yeah, we do. You combine totally. So yeah. Or do you just have a joint account? We have a joint account. Yeah, we have a joint account too, but we don't like she has her own account and I oh, have my no. own account. We don't. No. We're so all, you can see totally everything conjoined. that you. Yeah, he and, hates that. Anytime. Yeah, you're like, what's that seventy five dollars for? No, it's usually, what's that five dollars for? Seventy five. That's a huge fight, Randy. You're she's she's five bucking him to death. <laughs> Dude, are you on him about five bucks? No, I'm not. But I know when he spends five bucks. (laughs) Dude, she's getting dinged every time he purchases anything. It's a dollar. Ding. Hey, why are you going to pay for parking with the card? I told you, use the quarters. You are too much. Will you let him live a little? I do let him live. Is he allowed to get his hair cut now? Yeah. He's still doing the Floby in the garage. Well, in the summer, he cuts it himself because he does a buzz cut. So it's like... And a boy, too. That's right. I mean, why bother to go to a salon for that? If I was Tim, what I'd do is I would buzz cut my hair without telling you and then tell you that I used $70 at a salon somewhere <laughs> so I could go get wings with my friends without you being a pain in the no, ass. I don't want to make it seem like I control every penny he spends. That's not it. I set up a, a like a flag on the account. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm if sorry. you get hacked and somebody spends five bucks or more, then you're like, hey, wait a minute. Where'd the, wh- who's spending my money? I'm Somebody's so- trying hacked. to get a foot long at Subway. Denied. <laughs> Denied. Dude, I the set sheets it up. try to get an MTO and the, and the <laughs> machine's like, eh, eh, denied. Porter, I set denied. it up as a protection for our account. An emoji of Val's face wagging a finger pops up. Not in my house. Well, how long does it take for you to be okay with crying in front of your significant other? Uh, Depends. Like men, what happened? The average is eleven. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's eleven months for men and five months for women. But yes, to yeah. your point, eleven months. If you're for on men's... the third date watching a movie and you're like, oh, I mean, come on, might be eleven years for some men. Yeah, I don't know. I don't crying in a movie. Like if a movie makes you tear up or something, I don't consider that crying. Like if you well up, like I don't count that. Like if Why? you are overcome with emotion for a second, and you're unless eyeing, it you're... drops, I don't count it. <laughs> I'm with you. As long as you tear? keep it in the lid. Yeah. Yeah, keep that contained. Like the beginning of Up, the movie Up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody wells up a little bit at the beginning. They're like, mm, mm. but if you are, <gasps> you <laughs> know, probably Openly a sign weeping. of some instability there. But yeah, if you're if you're crying because the you know literally spilt milk, that might not be a stable partner. That's correct. How long do you pass gas? How long? How like, long? <laughs> for a whole minute. <laughs> as long as I can. <laughs> How long do you wait until you pass gas openly in front of your partner? Not how long. I wasn't looking for a <laughs> TV morning show record. Bwarts! <laughs> that was, I think that was a good five seconds. <laughs> 
Uh, I want the sound wave of that. Uh, it says both men and women come in at the same here. Wow, that is surprising. I, I, I don't, I'm lie. not a fan of this. They're lying. I think farting in front of your uh, significant other, and if you're not married, yeah. I, That's think it's it? a, I think it's a bad idea. Once the ring is on. <laughs> yeah, dude, oh, the second off. she puts the ring on your finger. I do. Guys just... <laughs> As soon as you put the ring on the finger, then you get to pull it. I do, <laughs> now I do fart a lot. <laughs> that, wasn't a, that wasn't her admitting that. She was Joe. in character. Oh, okay. Joe. <laughs> Joe, I'm going to need that. He looked at you like you just confessed. <laughs> I do fart a lot. And you both should know that. Not in here, but once I get into the dojo, Dude. the Porter Dozier. I totally thought you were admitting that. And I was like, I am shocked no. that you just said that. No, uh, that I is... mean, I'm not, I'm not shocked that you do. I fart a lot. Wait a minute. You're not shocked that I fart a lot if I would fart a lot? You eat potato chips and Mountain Dew for breakfast. (laughs) I would imagine you fart a lot. I don't know. Both men and women, nine months. I don't believe it. I don't know. I I I say men is nine minutes. (laughs) Nine months. All right. um, uh, How soon into a relationship do you... uh, uh, are you honest with them about their flaws instead of pretending everything they do is fine? <laughs> I'm fine with your farting. Crew. You've got to stop farting. You've got to stop it. <laughs> it upsets Serena in such a deep way. Uh, <laughs> you told me the girls run out of the room. Oh yeah, they just—it's like they a scatter. Flood. Like yeah, a flood like, is coming. Oh my god! Get out of here! Go! 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 It's like Mission Impossible. It's, it's a fire drill. Men, uh, eight months. Men start being honest with women about their flaws. It takes a year for women to uh, start telling guys what's Look, wrong. Look, I with them. fart a lot, <laughs> a lot. You got to know this if we're gonna be together, and it's for a really long period of time. If I put on roller skates, I could get home from here, from work. How soon do you stop dressing to impress them? In, that, think about dating, not now. Think about when you're dating. Yeah, that's when, probably after you're married. When do you uh, pull the crappy sweatpants out? Yeah, guys says nine months and a year and two months for women. I don't know. I think most guys try not to be too lazy with that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Does Steelers jersey and cargo Wait, shorts what, count? What's the question again? <laughs> how la- how long till you dress? Stop like a dressing slob? to impress. Oh. Somebody just tweeted us and said, two weeks. I was dating my wife for two weeks before I ripped ass in front of her. (laughs) She waited four years. So she's doing it now. Ripped ass. That's hilarious. That sounds terrible. Yeah. You might want to go get that checked out. Sounds like you have a perineum issue. might have pulled something. Is that what it's called? A what? I don't know. Perineum? Perineum? I don't know. Palladium? Uh, how long into no, your relationship venue, are you willing to ask them to bring toilet paper if it's run out? Oh, my God, immediately. How, how can you wait? I what mean, do you... You lose a couple articles of clothing. I don't know how you... Eight months for guys, one year, two months for women. Again. Wait, is there... 
Is this if you're in the house or you call them <laughs> in the next neighborhood? Can you bring me some hey, toilet paper? No, hey. yeah, it's it's Randy. Yeah, I got no, a we situation. met uh, earlier tonight. No, it was great. I had a great time. Listen, I got a situation here. You're the only people person I trust. I'm in the get-go bathroom, and you wouldn't believe this. But they're out of toilet paper. They have so much in stock. Can you just go and get a four-pack for me? How often, or rather how soon into a relationship do you leave the bathroom door open when you oh, go? I never. Think, I, that's what I think. This should never be a thing. I don't think, guys, you gotta you got to maintain a little bit of mystery. And I know guys who think it's hilarious, and they're like, I don't care. A deuce right there. Like, they don't want that. No. They don't want that. No, the women don't want Maintain, that. Maintain just And guys don't either. Take guys it somewhere. Do you guys want to see your woman no. going to the bathroom? No, if no. I'm in a hotel room somewhere and I feel like the confines are too tight, I'll go to the lobby. <laughs> I'm gonna take this one down in the general public. I'm going down to Gen Pop. I'll be back in a little bit. I, I swear to God, we've been together for twelve years. Serena is like an animal that knows it's gonna die. <laughs> like she runs off to the woods, I think. I don't even know. I don't know where she goes. Uh, 11 months for men, one year, two months for women. Again, I don't know what that one year, two month mark is. Uh, we let it all <laughs> hang out, I guess. Uh, staying in the bathroom with them while they're using it. One year. Wait, and, what? But, stay in the bathroom with them while they're using it. On the it. toilet, not in the shower. I mean, we're, we gotta it be doesn't say if it's number one, one or number two. It's got to be a number one. Number one and number two totally different situations. One year, one month for men, one year, two months for women. Yeah, you don't want to swim in that. Mm-mm. No. The worst is is someone showering and you're like, <laughs> oh no, no those you molecules, can't, you, you can't, can't do it. you uh, can't, because then you turn it into a poo steam. How <laughs> how soon in the relationship do you stop dieting? Do you stop like watching you what you eat? That never stops. Yeah, I, mean, you, I think you all. I mean, just for health reasons, everybody probably... falls off, and then they say as a couple, like, we got to get back on it. Let's start Monday. And then no messing around. How soon? We got to finish right. these fudge sickles off, and then we're back. <laughs> yeah, it's a team. On our I have program. to eat all yeah. the junk in the house first. <laughs> right. Uh, stop working out. One year, two months for men. One year, eight months for women. Again, I think that's you know a lot of people they keep working out. Uh, and lastly, how long before you let your partner pop your hard to reach pimples? Oh, never. I mean, I know Bill's. We're, is, we're there. Yeah. We are there. We're in that zone. And I don't remember when it started. And I didn't even really ask for it. How excited does she get? Too excited? Women get really excited a, about that. Is that, that. an answer? Because yeah. she's punishing you in some Ooh. way. Ooh. You hear that sound? You're like, mm. oh, here's one. Ah! <laughs> Why do back pimples hurt so much? Oh, my God. Do you ever wonder if there's actually one there and she's just trying to just hurt you? She's just pinching me <laughs> yeah. really hard? Yeah! Ten months, Why, in ten months for men, back. one year, seven months for women. So ten months in, no. guys are like, Go Girls ahead. don't like it if you try to do it to them. I, they do not like it at all. No, I don't. I've never done that to anybody. Uh, you shouldn't do it in the workplace. <laughs> I know that much. It's frowned upon? Yeah, I was, that's what I was told. That was the weirdest meeting I ever had. Uh, Randy, sit down. <laughs> Listen, I hate to have to say this to you, but there you have to stop popping people's back pimples at work. <laughs> Making everyone uncomfortable. Ladies and gentlemen, before I bring on the struts, 
All right. Uh, the survey is uh, also it's looked at how many people in relationships have never done some of this stuff. Ten percent say they've never kissed their partner with morning breath. Thirteen percent have still never cried. Twenty three percent have never openly passed gas. And fifty three, I like openly, like accidentally one time I was doing a backbend. <laughs> I did a sit-up. Fifty-three percent have never stayed in the bathroom while their partner was using it. So there you go. That's from Porch. dot com. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Val's got news for you. Most people I talk to drink more now. Yes. There, everybody seems to be even non like extreme drinkers have delved into the uh, yeah. I need to have a glass of wine every night. One or two. Yeah. Trying times. Mm-hmm. I've definitely been uh, drinking the beers, but I can't tell if it's, you know, the current state of the world or just that I'm dadding so hard. Maybe a combination of both. A little bit of both. Going down into the garage and sure. just chugging some light beers. <laughs> <laughs> While you rearrange things. Yeah. Chugging. That just sounded so funny. Chugging light beers. <laughs> just <gonna> go in, <laughs> Dad's going in the garage to chug. No, it's a garage chug. Dad's by himself. No. <laughs> no, this is dad's time. This is a dad time. chug. Up there, it's your time. But down here, down here, it's dad's All time. All me. Dad chug. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Dad, are you chugging? <laughs> yes, kids. Now go back to bed. Uh, Val Porter took time out from farting to bring the <laughs> bring, bring you the news. Oh, God. Right now. That was not a confession, by the way. How did you not? Did you give me that already? No. All right. No, I know that wasn't a confession, but boy, that's going to be fun it to pretend did. it was. It for was. A long it was time. really fun to watch you think it was. I yeah. Def- I definitely thought it was. I really enjoyed that. You're like, I hey, do fart a lot. I'm like, <laughs> what? Oh man. Only it was way more shocking the look on your face. Yeah. <laughs> way more shock and awe. Because I only, oh, wow. I, I usually see those looks looking at me. <laughs> he rarely looks at you like that. So it was nice to see it. What do you got going on over there? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. And through 11. It's 63 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by CCAC. President Trump's military parade is scheduled to take place November 10th. So uh, he talked about it. It is happening. A Pentagon spokesman says a parade will coincide with the 100th anniversary of World War One. U.S. defense officials tell CNN the military parade will cost about $12 million, which is nearly as much as the military exercise with South Korea that the president canceled for being too expensive. Yeah. An initiative... An initiative to divide California into three states will not appear on the November ballot. Thank God. The California Supreme Court on Wednesday blocked Proposition 9 from reaching the ballot. The court cited significant questions regarding the proposition's validity and said the potential harm in permitting it to remain on the ballot outweighed potential harm in delaying it. Uh, Opponents say Prop 9 conflicts with the state's constitution and that any potential revision of the constitution would have to be approved by the state legislature. So all one California for now. A dying dog will enjoy free cheeseburgers for the rest of his days, thanks to an Ohio Burger King. A franchise in Toledo is treating a 10-year-old boxer lab mix named Cody to his favorite snack. Cody's owner, Alec Karcher, tweeted over the weekend that the manager of the Burger King, where he stops with the dog, decided that Cody would eat for free. 
Veterinarians say Cody has only about one to three months to live. Karcher had been getting the dog a plain cheeseburger to make it easier to take all his medications. An employee went to the manager after politely asking, hey, why do you buy this plain cheeseburger every day? So now uh, for as much time as he has left, he's getting a McDonald's or a Burger King cheeseburger oh, every day. That's, that's sweet. I, yeah. The one he's drive through was my uh, last meal for my pups. Yeah. All them cheeseburgers and frosties. Really? Mm-hmm. Went and sat in the park and eat. it's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. But like you somebody knew told- it at the time that that's like this is final meal time. Yeah. Oof. And but a friend of mine a long time ago told me that that's how he did it, and I was like, all right, I'm I'm using that template. And he was like, just said it made it easier, and the dog was like, kind of like you know, even as sick as the dog was, he's like. No, I'll have a little of that. Yeah. And the what if he was just like got pissed at you? Like, dude, seriously? You've been hiding this from me the whole time? <laughs> this is out there? I could have had this. <laughs> I mean, what? The reason I gave up is I was eating that horse stuff. <laughs> and a Connecticut woman uh, warning shoppers to take a close look at their produce after she found a venomous black widow spider inside a bag of grapes. Emily Rowe wrote on Facebook, she didn't notice a spider, of course, when she bought the grapes at the supermarket, only when she was eating them. She contacted the store. They gave her double her money back. Meanwhile, the store released a statement saying, our grape growers take necessary measures to keep spiders out of the grapes that are sold. Despite that effort, it is possible for a spider to get into the bunches as they are part of the natural organic environment. All right, Ronnie, good job bagging these grapes. Um, Any spiders in there? No. Nope. <laughs> Double checked them. Did you check, Ronnie, or are you just saying you mm-hmm. checked? No, I checked. What no, happens I if checked, you get bit on the tongue by a black widow? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I think I guess, you die. Did black widows kill you? They probably can. Do we know? I don't know. Joe's like, damn it, I got to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> I just like you sitting there like... Do black? Do they kill you? Do we know? Does that <laughs> does that happen? I, I'm, I, I have to reach all the way over here and do the Google or Siri. Some, Siri, some, Siri. <laughs> does does black widows bite on the tongue kill you? <laughs> yeah, ask Siri that. My Siri, Siri is Siri a dude. My Siri is an Australian dude. Because well, I'll ask him. Yeah, ask him. I switched my phone. I went from a six to an eight. Which, by the way, oh my. god. God, it's a lot better. According to no, live it's science. so expensive. Oh yeah, that. I cannot believe it. And it's sh- it's not that much different from the six to the eight. Like I thought it was gonna be like, woo, I got a new phone, and it just feels like I have the same phone, but it's not cracked. According to LiveScience.com, when they do bite, they don't usually kill, unless it's on the tongue, and then you're dead. Well, yeah, unless you're. French have you ever had a situation a- like that where you brought food home? And then found a bug or something, or I found a worm inside, like in between the flakes of fish. Once, all fish have worms. Yeah, so yeah, that kind of freaked me out. I didn't eat fish for a while. <laughs> like the book, all things poop, or what is it? Everybody, Everybody poops. poops. All fish have worms. I think that's the only. I know weird the wild thing. ones do. Poop. No. Have, have worms. Have it's worms. ironic, yeah, because you yeah. catch them with worms. Yeah. And then yeah. they have different kinds they're of like, I mean, why are you surprised? But they're not I like, was eating a worm when I met you. Yeah, but they're not like earthworms. They're like uh, more of the- Parasitic worms. Yeah, parasitic. What, uh, have you ever had a weird- I've never animal? had anything like that, no. But, uh, you know, 
I've had friends God. who have claimed to have the you know strange brew, you like mouse in a beer bottle type thing or whatever. I don't know. I always, you know, when I whenever I pick up a bag of grapes, you know, it it has the the holes in it, and I'm like, just kind of do a little shake and kind of like look at it to make sure there's not a bunch of bruised grapes on it to begin with, and uh, I'm hoping there's Throw no them spiders at the wall, in there. See if anything crawls yeah, out. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's some scary stuff. I usually just spray my fruit with Raid and just and I, <laughs> and I wash it off. Uh, there are surveys for everything. We just did a survey, talked about when you fart and do other things in front of your significant other. Uh, this one asked people how they feel about foot massages, which I'm guessing based on the answers, it's receiving them, not giving them. Well, it depends. Are, are, are we talking about Rex Ryan or who are we talking about? Are you talking about having your feet massaged or being massaged Yeah, that's by what feet? I'm saying, is receiving, not giving. Okay. Uh, 38% say they're great. Tony the Tiger. 34% say they're fine. <laughs> Only 9% of people hate them. Women, much more likely to... Love them. Yes. Yeah. Guys, not so much. No, I don't care. At all. Neither do I. Like, I'd like a nice back rub. Mm-hmm. Feet. It's like, eh, so what? What about foot reflexology? What is, the, like that? what is that? That's where, you know, it's... If you rub your big toe, that stimulates your kidneys or... Oh really? Your heel that it's helps like acupressure. your yeah, it helps your spinal cord or something. I don't know. Rub the but. pinky toe and you'll get a boner. <laughs> <laughs> this little piggy went to market. Whoa! <laughs> he went wee 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 all the way home. That's no, I I don't do that. No. You don't get a boner when people rub your pinky. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Depends on who it is. I was gonna say because I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I have to I have to stop going to that nail salon. I am not allowed to get a How much a for just the pinky? <laughs> just the pinky. Do you I know the the answer to this question. Do you feel exhausted all the time? Yeah. Forbes magazine reports there are six not so obvious habits that could be stealing a lot of your energy. Taking thing person taking things personally zaps your energy. <laughs> you gotta try a little harder to let There's stuff being roll alive. off your back. Yeah. Being alive is this whole uh, list is big just, energy zapper. This is just a list of things that everybody does, isn't it? Well, maybe not you know, I know a lot of people who are just eh, they never get upset, it's just bah. That makes a lot of sense why my mom always has to go lay down. Like anything <laughs> that she does, she is fighting with somebody and then has to go lay down. Yeah, they say being offended and angry all the time is a waste of energy and can take its toll on you. Constant worrying. This is a little oh, bit of a tougher yeah. fix. Experts say instead of worrying so much, take action when you can to address something head on. That's right. The obstacle is the way. Negativity. That kills your energy, too. Complaining also can be a drain on other people as well. Overthinking things. <laughs> Sometimes this is Being where the... comedian. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is where the FOBO comes in, fear of better options. Uh, experts say just make a decision and stop second-guessing things. Gossiping and creating drama wastes your time and energy. And being too much of a people-pleaser. Being helpful is great, but when you do it too much, you end up never taking care of yourself. I thought this was going to be things I could easily eliminate, like <laughs> no. eating meatloaf at 8 in the morning. 
<laughs> I could stop doing that. I can easily cut that out. I only do that twice a week. Phobo. Fear of better options. Man, Phobo rules rules my life. Yeah? Yeah. Because there's too many options. Yeah. That's the problem. There's just too many options. Oh, you like this. What size? What color? You might also like this. What fabric? Choosing where to go eat for me is, uh, I can that can take a while. I can mm-hmm. take a lot of... What are we doing for lunch? What would you oh, like? What are we doing? How come there's no... Like, I don't want to blow this. I feel this. like there's a million restaurants in this city, except for when I want to go get something to eat, I can't pull the trigger on anything. That's a personal thing. Yeah, that doesn't happen. A for lot you. of times it's because you don't, you, you have exhausted the choices in your immediate area. That's correct. And in order to have something different, you really have to venture out. So you, you really try to convince yourself there's a way to not have to go very far and yet have a different experience. Yeah. Like we all, I have I have like um, uh, we always eat at this Permanis. Why don't we go to the other Permanis? I have phone <laughs> p- phone p- What is that? That's fear of new places. <laughs> Do you really? Not me. As long as there's yes. parking, I'm in. No, see I I don't like to go like new restaurants terrify me. Oh, my favorite. Like when I go to another city and I see a cheesecake factory, it's like my embassy. I'm like, okay, well, at least I know there's a cheesecake factory well, here. Well, is your fear your uh, fear of being disappointed? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, like I'm going like, to order something and, and it's going like, to suck. Yeah. I'm not very afraid of that. <laughs> well, you order differently though. You go all the way down the menu. Like you the, go you get a like an app or two. There's I like a, to taste things. There's we'll a see how couple they did that. small plates. What are they doing there? Hey, what's over here? What's that all about? What are you guys up to? What should I get? I always ask him that. Go to a new place, what should I get? I always get the chick darling that just started that day. <laughs> I don't know. Or I don't eat I don't I just eat started that. here. That's the best. You're like, and they like tell you about a special and they're like, It's 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 real good. I don't eat it, but everyone seems to like it. <laughs> oh, everyone loves but it. But I don't I don't I don't eat I don't eat ham. Hmm. I just got the job here. I got fired from Longhorn Steakhouse. You can't get fired from Longhorn Steakhouse. It's true. Finally, uh, Billy Joel celebrating a Milestone concert, as uh, you mentioned earlier, his 100th performance at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Last night's record-breaking show included a surprise appearance by Bruce Springsteen, who joined him on stage for two songs. The New York and New Jersey legends teamed up for 10th Avenue Freeze Out and Born to Run. No other musical act has performed at the famous venue as many times as Billy Joel. And there was a small ceremony to mark the occasion inside Chase Square, which is the garden's main entrance. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, godfather to Billy Joel's two youngest kids, presented a proclamation declaring the day Billy Joel Day in New York City. And um, Billy Joel, I had audio and it's gone. Sorry. Uh, Billy Joel. This is Val's favorite song. Here's Billy Joel on being recognized for playing 100 shows at Madison Square Garden. I remember being at the Garden uh, almost five years ago when it was announced that we were going to have a residency here. I didn't really understand what that meant uh, at that moment, and I realized later, I, 
We're like a sports team. We're like the Knicks or the Rangers or Liberty. You can play almost any other arena in the country and nobody else in the world is going to know about it. But when you play Madison Square Garden, the entire world knows that you played Madison Square Garden. And now here we are celebrating a hundred shows. Now we're about two million tickets sold. And uh, I couldn't think of a, a, a better way to peak in my life than this. I mean, that's that is really cool, though. Once again, let's let's revisit this idea. Billy Joel might be the most successful rock and roll artist ever still while looking the most different from how he did at his peak back in the day. I would put He bi- looks like a tax attorney now. He, no, he used to look like Mark Ruffalo and now he looks like Uncle Fester. <laughs> <laughs> but Van Morrison would be a close second. Van Morrison looks like a he looks like a rock slide. He's just, he's just. Would you call him a thumb that stayed in the pool all day? <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he looks like. It's just swollen and wrinkly. And Put that, some sunglasses on that thing. Because there are, you know, Sting still looks like Sting. Bono still oh, looks God, like yeah. Bono. Yep. The Edge still looks like the Edge. Mick Jagger still, you know, at least reta- yeah. retained a Mick Jagger. Uh, Paul McCartney. Keith even. has been a wrinkle puppy for 30 years. Right. He's always looked like that. But Billy Joel, like, you wouldn't recognize <laughs> him. And he's still selling out the, you know, the garden. It's Two million tickets sold? That's crazy. He has ventured the farthest from his original look while maintaining success. Usually, still once they great, get fat yeah. and look different, everyone's like, I don't care about you anymore. That's depressing. He's just yeah, he's on stage good. with a sweat towel. In mesh shorts, his shows hammering are it out. all blast. Yes. Oh yeah. Mesh shorts. It's it's like a. It's you know every song. A huge sing along. Yeah. The best song is definitely. I'm gonna dig out my eardrums with it all. I do fart a lot. Bow's been farting for the longest time. <laughs> What's the weather? Uh, sunny, low 80s today. All right. Nice. Good deal. Quick break. We'll be right back. Stan Saver joining us this hour. Oh, ask him about feet massages. Foot massages. Oh, he hates feet. <laughs> Stan hates feet. Why? I don't know why. He has a thing about feet. Bring up feet in front of Stan No, Sam. I'm not bringing up feet. No, you take your shoes feet. off. <laughs> Kick your feet up there. <laughs> and put them up on the, on the board before he gets in here. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get bull rushed by Stan before we go on air. He might just pick you up and throw you out the window. <laughs> I think he has Fetterman strength. He can just like pick you up and WWE you right out the window. I don't doubt it. Pretty sure. It is the DVE Morning Show. want to remind you we have our Be Like Mike contest going on right now. We're giving listeners the chance to be like Mike. Prasuda, a day at Steelers training camp, a couple of them actually, where where you'll get to walk in his footsteps, literally and figuratively. One lucky winner and a guest will be able to follow Mike at camp to see what he actually does up there. Is there a lot of he farting d- involved? <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot, probably. He's going I practice. do fart a lot. <laughs> Maybe my favorite. Oh, oh God. Now, I cool. do fart a lot. <laughs> 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 
You got some Sally-esque uh, sound bites this morning. Dude, that <laughs> what was coupled that with the GERD. Here's the Be Like Mike contest. Go to dve.com to uh, register. you got to be 21. You get two sideline passes for the Steelers afternoon practice. Wednesday, August 1st at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, you get a $100 gift card for the Pittsburgh Steelers Pro Shop. $50 gift card for Sharkies, and you'll be in the audience for the Mike Pursuit of Training Camp show. He'll probably pull you on to the show that night. Nobody listens to that. One hotel stay. Uh, I'm just kidding. One hotel stay. The night of uh, August 1st, the hotel room will look like Mike's dorm room at St. Vincent College. We're going to decorate it and festoon it with his personal type stuff, Springsteen poster, American flag, Mm -hmm. probably like old porn, you know? What is old porn? Uh, Like like a a penthouse magazine? Like a magazine that has coffee like cup ring marks on it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's been sitting on a desk for a long time. Definitely. Uh, you get that hotel stay. You get the cargo shorts, a Steelers golf shirt, and Michigan State baseball hat, a USA hockey jersey, so you can look like Mike. There'll be a, uh, a coffee Little cup. Twins uh, blankie. And a whole bunch of chew Is that gonna be there? for you there. Nice. The American flag Spitter. hanging in your room. Yeah. You get to sit in with the morning show when we do the uh, live from camp show the next day. And you get two That'll tickets to the Steelers Titans preseason game Saturday, August 25th. All you got to do is go to dve.com and get Enter. registered now. Enter. That's it. A lot That's of people it. entered. Yeah, actually, there have been a lot. A lot of people want to be like Mike. Just sign up. Yeah, sign up now. And no, no tricks. I no. mean, honestly, it's a hell of an experience. Hey, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, to get to just be on the sidelines, like Mike has taken me down there a couple times just to watch practice that up close, when hang, you, and then... The, the thing that hit me when I got to to be on the sidelines for practice is the sound of the pads crunching. Oh yeah. Although they don't hit anymore, do they? No, not in not practice. Like tackle. They used to it when I did it, but mm-hmm. they do some some goal line drills though where it, the place goes nuts. When they do the backs on backers, that the place goes crazy. Get registered to be like Mike today, dv.com. It's the DVE Morning Show. Stan Saverin joining us right now uh, on the line. Good morning, Stan. How are you? Morning, everyone. How are you doing? Glad you're morning, not here. Uh, Bill has his bare feet out, so we knew it's how not much. true, Stan. Oh, yeah, I'm, glad. I'm so glad I'm on the phone. I'm not a feet person. <laughs> yeah, Val was talking about foot massages earlier. Have you ever gotten a foot massage? Um, by a surgeon a couple times. Well, yeah, not that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not why I went there. <laughs> little different type of foot situation for you there. Yeah, so you're not a pedicure guy or any of that kind of stuff? No, none of that kind of stuff. I, I, um, uh, I find feet in general, in my particular, terribly unattractive. Yeah, I'm with you, Stan. Yeah, I don't Thank understand. You. It's weird that uh, uh, Rex Ryan was so into them. It's a strange phenomenon, the, the well, foot Well, he's fetishist. not into his own feet. No, he's into other people's feet. Yeah. It's just weird. Well... With his stomach, he couldn't even see his own feet. <laughs> That's probably why he liked them so much. That's what they look like. Oh, they're oh beautiful. Oh, those are toes. Uh, I have to say, though, um, that was without a doubt the most entertaining hard knocks of all time. For when sure. He was the coach of the, when he was the coach of the hmm. Jets, I mean, that was just hysterical. That was the best. He had his little, like, cup of snacks and candy. I, I forget what it was. It was like Snick. Uh, Skittles or M and M peanut M and M's or something, and then he had a swear jar too because he he swore up a storm in that. Oh, it's great! And that, you know the the best line of the whole thing was he was screaming at his team, he was mad at him, he was yelling at him. Let's go get him. Let's go get him. 
been a blanket snack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> adjective in there. That was just, you know, that's, that's not scripted. That's the best. So this year you got the Browns for Hard Knocks on HBO. That's going to be good. Yeah, that's somewhat, uh, could be mildly entertaining. I yeah might be more entertaining than their season. I don't know. Yeah, Stan. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you here. Um, we've kind of talked the Le'Veon Bell situation to death. I think that that is what it is. And despite what Juju says or anybody else in the locker, I'm sure they all want him to be there. Do you think it's a smart move by Le'Veon Bell to risk this uh, for the reward that might be out there should he survive this season intact? I don't know about smart. Uh, but I do think that he's going to end up on the plus side. I think that somebody, again, barring a catastrophic injury, um, which, by the way, would have ended his, you know, his tenure here anyway, uh, I think there's going to be a team out there that is going to be willing to pay him uh, what he thinks he's worth. Um, it only takes one team. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't take a bunch of them. It doesn't take a consortium. It just takes one team with a lot of cap room that not only needs a good player, a great player, but a star. Uh, and, and I think that if he has a, a you know very good year for the Steelers, I think that there will be a team out there to pay him. Now, what happens after that is a different story. I mean, if he goes to play for a bad team, uh, and most teams that have a lot of under the cap are bad, uh, the chances of him getting you know the hell beat out of them and thus shortening his career where he doesn't, you know, collect on what he thinks he's, you know, deserve uh, getting, then he's got to consider that factor as well. Not that he should be indebted to the Steelers because he's going to be with a very good team if that's what matters to him. But I also think with that offensive line, if any touches, as he's going to get, especially if he's making $17 million a year, um, he could get beaten up and he could get beaten up and, and shorten his career that way. Stan, uh, Major League Baseball, the All-Star Game, lots of home runs, uh, some weird controversy with racist tweets from a pitcher and a commissioner selling out the the team's best player maybe by saying, well, you know, maybe if Mike Trout did a little more uh, self-promotion, people would know who he is. Kind of crazy. And all in all, Rob Manfred comes out of this now, the uh, head of the uh, Major League Baseball, uh, of course, the, the, uh, the commissioner. He wants to expand Major League Baseball. And they're talking by as many as six teams. Can you imagine that being successful? I can't. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's a, let me there's, let me rephrase that. By the way, six potential cities, not six teams. Um, yeah, six, I mean, six potential cities. Um, supporting a major league baseball team is not the same uh, as supporting an NFL team. It's not the same as supporting uh, even an NHL team. Uh, NFL, you're, you're playing, you know, eight games. Um, 81 home games, that is a ton. And you've got to have a substantial uh, population base, right. not only in the city, but in the surrounding area. Because uh, I think that I read this is a long time ago. I believe that, uh, you know, 30 some years ago, it's probably changed now, but that more than, I think the, the uh, Atlanta Braves did. And of course, at that time, you know, they were the only. Southern franchise and Washington didn't have a team at that point, but they they uh, said that seventy percent of their fans came from outside the Atlanta area, um, and so you've got to have a substantial not only a big city but also a surrounding area to, from which to draw. 
Um, I think that's absurd. I think we've got bigger problems. Um, because all you're doing is polluting the product. Uh, and in addition to that, you're just sort of exacerbating the problem of, you know, way too many strikeouts. The ball's not in play often enough. If you get weaker hitters, naturally you're going to get lower batting averages, and you're going to end up with the same old problem. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's a bad idea. I think a lot of, I mean, you know, interest in baseball, each attendance-wise, uh, is down. We, you know, understand that. Uh, I've seen a lot of people suggesting, you know, radical changes. I mean, I've seen people say, um, let's only have, uh, uh, you know, three balls and two strikes. Let's have two outs per inning. Let's have you only, a batter only gets uh, six pitches, and if he's not, you know, gets a hit by then, he's out. If he gets two strikes on, then it's a foul ball, he's out. Um, these things are cyclical. That's, that's insane to me. Uh, if they really want to change the pace of the game, the first thing they can do is enforce the pitcher's clock and enforce it whether there's men on base or the bases are empty. Um, that's, that's insane. Um, and and I'm, I'm talking about enforcing it. The second thing that they need to do, I believe, if they really want to speed up the game or, or elevate the pace of the game, is make sure that the batter doesn't leave the batter's box unless he fouls the ball off and he's limping around or whatever. And the third thing that I think should be done, no matter what your objective is, they've got to go to electronic, electronic balls and strikes. We see, you know, too many bad calls uh, on both sides, pitchers, hitters. They don't know what the strike zone is. We see way too many full counts, um, you know, because, you know, big balls are called strikes and strikes are called balls, and it affects the way um, the game is played. Uh, you know, so before they worry about let's not have this many outs or let's, you know, it might be when it's a kid. You can have enough people um, that you hit the ball to the right side of second base and you're out because uh, you don't have enough people to play the right side of the diamond. Uh, you know, those are the things that I'd be concentrating on. There's no taste for expansion, none. Stan, who do you have on the show? Uh, it's Stan, it's uh, Stan and Guy did eight albums on me from one until two, and uh, we're hoping to talk to Craig Wolfley. It's uh, they, uh, the Country Wolf Show comes back next Thursday on the first full day of camp, so we'll be talking some Steelers football. Next Thursday, camp starts already. you got to love it, Stan. Yeah, oh, yeah. As long as I don't have to go, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> hey, thanks for your time this morning, man. Have a great show today. All right, thanks, guys. Okay, we'll see you. Stan Saverin there. Thanks to Stan Saverin for joining us. Tomorrow on the show, we'll have Sean Collier reviewing Equalizer 2, Mamma Mia 2, and Unfriended 2. A lot of twos. Uh, also, uh, we'll have our friend Ben Pentagar from uh, Gray Area Productions and Andre Costello live getting you ready for this weekend's legendary album series concert at the Rex Theater. The first show they're doing this Saturday night, it's Neil Young's Harvest, front to back. Cool. Back. No, it's front to back? Back to front. Back. No. You guys are doing it in reverse. S- start to finish. I'm not doing which it. Which I think is amazing. They're doing it. Yeah. Andre- Does Andre know he's, gonna, he's supposed to be here tomorrow? I don't know. Someone should probably send him a, a reminder. Yeah. Just a quick text. Just a quick, hey, don't forget to go hey. there. Yeah. And maybe bring copies of your record, too, Andre. Val, you well, need let's, not, let's not get greedy Let's here. not get crazy. <laughs> He's got a great new record, Resident Frequencies. Make sure you check that out. We got to go. That's it. We're out of here. See you. Have a great day. Bye. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.